Shalon stepped up to one edge of the stone field. A sheer drop. If Nohadon really had walked to this city, as the Way of Kings claimed, then his path would have included scaling cliff faces. So far, they had found no way down other than through the oath gates, and even if there were such a way, one would still be stranded in the middle of the mountains, weeks from civilizations. Judging from the sun height, the scholars placed them near the center of Roshar, somewhere in the mountains near Tubela, or maybe Imul. The remote location made the city incredibly defensible, or so Dalinar said. It also left them isolated, potentially cut off, and that, in turn, explained why everyone looked at Shalon as they did. They tried other shard blades. None were effective at making the ancient Fabrial work. Shalon was literally their only way out of these mountains. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book Two, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 87 and 88. Um, we are very, very close to the end, everyone. We only This is the second last episode, so we only have next episode left. Um, so make sure that you're picking the right one. You wouldn't want to get to the end without miss uh, without uh, picking the right... Just a little scat for everyone there. I think I might actually keep that in. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he got way too excited about Lopin's new nub of flesh. It's gross. <laughs> I mean, it's Jack. What's up? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. And yes, I am very excited about Lopin's new nub. Isn't that awesome, dude? It, it's He has a, a, an Ewok nub-nub. <laughs> he does nub-nub. <laughs> he's got he's got a nub nub. You're right. He totally does. Um, dude, yeah, he's got a lot more glowing to do. I'm glowing. Yeah, you I'm are. I'm gushing. Yeah, you are. This chapter rocks. Yeah, this was a great little chapter. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, I liked how it's titled "The Riddens," and it kind of just feels like you know, just after a storm has passed. Yeah, and there's like just little sort of things to tidy up and consider. Mm-hmm. As, you know, Kaladin walks around, goes from one place to the next, we kind of catch up with a few of the characters in the aftermath of this. It's it's a, it's a nice chapter. It's perfect I like, titling, I think, I like because it's like, you know, they've told us about the Riddens, and now we get to see what it's like metaphorically in the narrative, right? So it's just really, really well done. And ending with Moash, where oh, I might have, I might have titled it Good Riddens. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice, <laughs> nice. That's a good one, yeah. The Good, the Good Riddens. No, I, I don't want to write off Moash. I, I don't like writing off any characters unless it becomes, you know, you know, a- absolute. Right. In terms of this, of the storytelling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, the, like there's always going to be more story to tell. So Moash, I'm hoping, the Assassin in White, I'm yeah. still hoping. For Zeth. And in this chapter, I get Yasna 
she comes back once again and is is referenced by Graves. Oh, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. When they're talking about the diagram and what they expected and, uh, and how things played out. And she was right out. about yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. So she comes back. So that's that's probably my, your tiny my highlight. Little, Actually, your I think highlight. I think the Lopen is is the highlight. Yeah, because he says, he says he's been trying to breathe in Stormlight ever since he saw Kaladin first. So he's been doing it like every day, trying and trying and Dude, trying. We'll get there, but... In the text, yeah, like I, I, my heart was like, oh, I was like beaming I, because it says something like, um, and and we'll cover it when when we get there. But yeah. he says something like, I, I, I believed it as much as I believed in in you know saying his own name or something like yeah. that. Like he, he just felt it like that he, felt he could, like do, he could this do this, do and he yeah. would do it, and yeah. he knew it, and bloody well, it happens. He sort of told us all book that he was going to try it, right? Like, because like yeah. he he said, I think in the this, I think it's this book actually when they're training when Cal's training, mm-hmm. and he's all like, you know, you got to figure all this stuff out so we can, you, you can teach us, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, so we can keep doing it, so or we can start doing it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I love it. Okay, this beginning, this is a little cryptic though. Mm-hmm. We get yet another excerpta. Yeah, from the diagram, this talks about. Some interesting things. Chaos in Alethkar is, of course, inevitable. Right. Watch carefully and do not let power in the kingdom solidify. The Blackthorn could become an ally or our greatest foe, depending on whether he takes the path of the warrior or not. If he seems likely to sue for peace, assassinate him expeditiously. The risk of competition is too great. Mm Mm-hmm. So this kind of speaks to earlier little, well, I don't know what you call them, my wild and wildly inaccurate predictions. Sure. Where where I was saying the Blackthorn, you know, could become an enemy. Like, right. Like Dalinar could become a problem. Right. Well, we've been seeing this in Dalinar for two books now where he's been struggling between the diplomat and the Blackthorn. And the Blackthorn. And the diagram yeah. is saying, depending on which one he chooses, you know, he could be our greatest ally or our greatest mm-hmm. enemy. Um, it also kind of points out here that Alfkar is, is in uh, the chaos in Alfkar, and we know of this because that little interlude, you know, the at the very end when uh, they kill that Ardent, it said something mm. like, "and then the riots started." Right, right. In so the uh, city, right mm-hmm, in the city. So yeah. So not only is Alfkar mm. the country kind of in mm. chaos, but we know that the, the capital, Silly Colinar, is yeah. in chaos as well. Right. So yeah, it's really cool. I'm just gonna say while uh, just while this is hot on my on my on my brain, yeah, in my, in my brain pan, um, the character that I think could most bring back the Blackthorn as a problem, I think, is Sadius. Right. If Sadius and Dalinar had a healing or a rekindling of friendship or or um, cooperation mm-hmm. in some way after this uh, event, Sadius could and would use the return of the Blackthorn to his advantage. Like maybe manipulate him into... Yeah. yeah. Get him against Kaladin, maybe get him jealous of Kaladin's abilities, something like that. One of the great I'm, things I'm about these little, these little moments here in the show that we're doing that... You know, when you think about the future and you're like, oh, this could potentially mm-hmm. happen. It's mm-hmm. all based in, in facts because you know the kind of person Sadius is. Right. Sanderson has painted you such a beautiful picture here that you mm-hmm. know, like, you're like, if he got in his ear again, he could yeah. potentially, because this is the, you know Sadius now. 
Yeah. He's not just well, some amorphous, I, I know. like, you know the character and you know this is what he's able to do. It's just right. really, really cool. Yeah, dude, I, I got goosebumps just when you said you're painting a picture because I was thinking of Shalon, and, yeah. and you're right. That's It's a really nice way of looking at this uh, process that we're, that we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Um, this chapter begins with a great line. The shattered planes had been shattered again. Yeah. Kaladin strolls across them with Zeth's shard blade on his shoulder. This honor blade, enormous puddles like lakes, were shimmering amid huge chunks of broken stone. An entire plateau had crumbled into the chasms. He found no sign of Zeth's corpse. And did that mean that he had survived somehow, or had the storm buried his body in rubble, having it blown away, forgotten in a chasm, rotting, till the bones were finally picked over by an unfortunate salvage crew? I like this description here of, like, wondering... The reason why I like it is because I I, I found that that's kind of like me in terms in terms of the Stormlight uh, archive. Like I'm guessing I'm trying to what happened, you know? Where is where is Zeth's body? Mm-hmm. What what happened? And right. Here's Kaladin kind of having that moment. May I ask you something about your book right now? Just kind of impromptu sure. here. Um, yeah. Does that part with the salvage crew part happen before Cal says this is going to happen again? This is going to happen again. I don't see where it says that. He says to I sell. have the I have the salvage crew part of it as the end of the paragraph. Yeah. And then and Kaladin it, is about to say this is going to happen again. Um he's talking to Syl. The uh, that well, other storm is still out there. And then she's like, "Yes." Well, there there there's another paragraph in between that. And that's where the salvage crew part is? No. So the okay, so see, the salvage crew I, you that whole part with the salvage crew thing is not in my book. Wow. Yeah. So it's also relating to Zeth, right? So he's rewritten right. not just that one part in the last chapter, but, but he's also extended Kaladin's the rewrites. Thoughts. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool, dude. Yeah. Interesting. For now, the fact that Zeth had not summoned back his blade was enough for Kaladin. Right. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. So for now, he doesn't know that he's dead. Right. But he hasn't reclaimed his his blade. Right. So that's enough. And that and that'll do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either he was dead, or as Sill had said, the strange weapon was no longer bound to him. This shard blade had no gemstone at the pommel to indicate. Kaladin stopped at a high point in the plateau and surveyed the wreckage. Sill was on his shoulder. This is going to happen again, he asks. Right. That other storm is still out there? Yes, says Sill. A new storm. It's not of us, but of him. The him, I'm guessing, is the Stormfather? Him him is not capitalized. No, but it is in italics. In this case. It is in italics. So, if she's the daughter of the Stormfather, it Mm -hmm. is not of us. Us, meaning Spren maybe her and the Stormfather. It is not of us. It is of him. Remember, there is a other thing going on, this whole book that's been hinted at. Right. This name that keeps coming up. This other foe that we're worried about. Hmm. 
It's not of us, but of him. Will it be this bad every time it passes? Asks Kaladin. He was looking at what it can do to pure rock. Mm -hmm. Destroy it. Crumble it. What would it do to a city? Particularly since it blew the wrong way. Yeah, this is crazy, man. This is the major. Buildings, this is a major the thing The buildings have here. all been built. Yeah. They've all been built to be protected from one side. Right. They've told us this through well, these two books, right? So what happens when things change? Mm -hmm. And these buildings would suddenly be exposed. Still says, I don't know. This is a new thing, Kaladin. Not from before. I don't know how it happened. Or what it means. Hopefully it won't be this bad. Except when a high storm and an ever storm crash into one another. Into one, uh, into one another. Yeah. Kaladin lashes himself upward to offset the natural pull of the ground. He became weightless, gently pushing himself with his foot, drifting across the chasm to the next plateau. Isn't this amazing? It's awesome. How, how this power works? Yeah. It's you know, just so it, great. It's, 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 it's essentially similar to levitation. Right. But the how you get there is different. Right. The, the, the mechanic is different. Yeah, because levitation, in D&D, levitation and flying are different. Yeah. But mm -hmm. this, these powers make it so that it's kind of the same thing. You can levitate and you can fly. It just, mm -hmm. it depends on how good you are with your lashings. It's almost like levitation and flying are like tiers of the same power. Like in D&D, &D, mm -hmm. you know, you have to have levitation before you can have flying kind of thing, you know? <laughs> Um, so how did the army vanish like that? He asks. How should I know? Says Sil. I was kind of distracted. He grunts. Well, this was the plateau where everyone had been. It was perfectly round. And then in the text here, Sean, it says odd that. Mm -hmm. that Always it was perfectly odd that. round. Yeah. It looked like there was a hill or something in the center. So he strode toward that direction. He asks Sil. So they're all spren, the shard blades. Still grew solemn. Kaladin says they're dead spren. Dead, Sil agreed. Then they live again a little when someone summons them, sinking a heartbeat to their essence. How can something be a little alive? We're spren, Sil says. We're forces. You can't kill us completely. Just. Sort of. Mm -hmm. Well, that's perfectly clear, says Kaladin. <laughs> it's, per it's perfectly clear to us, Sil said. You're the strange ones. You break a rock, and it's still there. You break a spren, and she's still there. Sort of. But you break a person, and something leaves. Something changes. Mm -hmm. What's left is just meat. You're weird. Right. I love that. That's another one of my little highlights. It's really cool, it's, right? It's her, her little explanation here. Um, well, I'm glad we established that, he says. He couldn't see any evidence of the Alethi here. He, lift, he lifted Zeth's sword off his shoulders and set it down. And it sank a few inches into the rock. Okay, let's just think about that. He yeah. set it down and it went into the stone. Yeah. It's because he shard didn't blades... slam it down. No, shard blades will just easily cut through everything like butter. So you put it down it. and it just goes... Sink. I know. It's, it's just so awesome. Yeah. What about this, he asks. 
and he's got this silvered weapon, an unornamented blade. Mm -hmm. That was supposed to be odd. What do you make of that? It was supposed to be odd, but it isn't? Yeah, I don't know. It's strange, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't scream when I hold it, he says. Well, that's because it's not a spren, says Syl. Well, then what is it, then? It's dangerous, she says. Yeah. Hmm. What is it, then? It's dangerous. Yeah. Thanks for the dangerous. vague... <laughs> thanks for the vague explanation, uh, Syl. Yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm glad I got that cleared up. Yeah. I think this is one of the honor blades, the swords of the heralds, she says. Any man who holds this weapon will become a windrunner. The honor blades are what we are based on, Kaladin. Honor, with a capital H, although I know it's the start of the sentence, it, but still. It's capital on purpose. She's talking about honor. Honor. Yeah. Also known Gave as the these, Almighty. Right. Gave these to men, and those men gained powers from them. Spren figured out what he'd done. He is capitalized, and we imitated it. We're bits of his power, after all, like this sword. Be careful with it. It is a treasure. So the assassin wasn't a radiant? No. But Kaladin, you have to understand. <coughs> with this sword, someone can do what you can, but without me? Checks a spren requires. Yeah, so the t see, a spren requires its person, its, its mortal, to its bond, yeah. have ideals. You can't become a windrunner without mm -hmm. um, having honor. Look, look what happened to Cal. This book is a perfect example. Perfect he started example, losing yeah. his honor. He started losing mm -hmm. his power, his connection to Syl. But right. what she's saying is it's this blade is dangerous because someone without honor can use it and become a windrunner. Become an assassin. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Like become, Zeth. Become like Zeth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The wow. other thing I wanted to quickly mention here is she's saying that this weapon is... Mm -hmm one of the honor blades. I think this is one of the honor blades, the swords yep. mm -hmm. of the heralds, the swords of the heralds. Yeah. At the very, very beginning of this series, the very first chapter, which is the, uh, prologue, um, yep. the heralds 4,000 years ago got together and decided to pack it in. We are yes. abandoning the, uh, uh, the oath pack, our oaths, and yeah. they all put their swords into the ground in a circle. Yep. But there was one missing because that herald died and went to, uh, what's known as hell. Hells? No, what's known as hell. Um, oh. what's the, what's the word for hell again? Um, shit. Why can't I remember this? Um, but you remember got me on that one. Yeah. I... Um, uh, shit. I almost had it. That's okay. If you think of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they, um, so one of them so there was wasn't one, there one missing, to abandon because they, they yeah. decided to abandon because the oath pact says when they die, they have to go back to, um, hell and th they stay there until they're needed and they come back. But mm. they, they, but they literally like are tortured the entire time. And the one that died was Talonel the uh um herald of war stone sinew the crazy man that might that is in that cell 
Right. Right. And when he came back, and he's back. He's crazy. If it's him, if that's if that's right. an actual Harold, he's yeah. crazy because he just was tortured for thousands of years, right? Right. And so the one with one blade, so the, all these blades um, were left behind in on Roshar, and one of them were not there because it went back with Talonel to um, wherever the place is that's named Hell. I'm gonna have to fucking look this up. I'm gonna have to fact we'll check have to myself. find that. We'll have to find that. It's like it's on the tip of my tongue and I can't think of it. Well, this sword gave the assassin power to use lashings, but it also fed upon the stormlight. A person who uses this will need far, far more light than you will. Dangerous levels of it. That's what Syl says. Right. Damnation. Damnation is where this, you is where the Herald hell. went yeah, after. It's called damnation. Okay. Or um or uh braze. It's known as braze, but people who follow the, the Voran religion call it damnation. Braze? B-R-A-I-S-E? B-R-A-I-Z-E. Braze. Z-E, okay. Mm-hmm. Um there was a hill up ahead, and as he drew closer, blessedly he saw motion around it. Mm-hmm. Kaladin calls hello. The figures near stopped and turned, and they said, Kaladin, is that you? The figures turned resolved into men standing in blue uniforms, and Teft is among them, as well as Drahi, Pete, Bisig, and Sigzil, and, ta- and Rock towering above them all. Yeah. Rock, Rock says, <laughs> another one? Or is he yours? Referring to his shard blade. No, Kaladin says, I took this one from the assassin. Teft said, Asks, he, he is dead then? Near enough, says Kaladin. He says that? He says near, near enough? enough? Yeah. Near See, enough, my copy yeah. says yes. Aha, uh-huh, because it was more definitive. Yeah. So near enough is what he says now. Right. Ah, oh, see? See? I like all is these little changes. Ne- it's, good. it's cool. Ne- it's fun. You defeated the assassin in white, Bissig says. It's truly over then. Kaladin says, I suspect that it is just beginning. What is this place? He asks. Oh, Bissig says, come on. We need to show you the tower. That radiant girl taught us how to summon the plateau back, so long as we have you. Radiant girl? Shallan? Asks Kaladin. You don't sound surprised, Tef says. Well, she has a shard blade, Kaladin says. Either she was a radiant, or she had another of these honor blades. Yeah, because he says, he thinks to himself, one that didn't scream in his mind, because he's held her shard blade. Right. So there's a difference between ones that are, because he can hold the honor blade and doesn't scream in his mind. He can hold um, alive shard blades that, like, his and hers, but when he holds one that is not like a relices that he touched in the arena that day that one screamed in his mind and we we just heard sil say those ones though their sprint are dead and they come back right. to life when you touch when you like when you summon them it's not ours says kaladin no Leighton said that belongs to bridge 17 we had to leave ours behind in the storm 
Rock says, We were too busy stopping light-eyed heads from becoming too friendly with swords of enemies. Ha! But we needed bridge here. Way platform works. We had to get off him for Shalon Devar to transport herself back. Kaladin looks inside this chamber for the first time and sees the beauty of the murals inside. Mm -hmm. Other members of Bridge 4 were waiting in here. I think it was, there were, it was one that he didn't recognize. I think it was one of Lopin's cousins. Yeah, well, see, this is it here. He says, four he waiting here. He thinks that it's one of his cousins. Yeah, and yeah. Then and then he realizes who it is. He mistakes the yeah. cap. Yeah. He mistakes the cap for a reddish skull plate, and it's a Parshendi. Kaladin tensed as the Parshendi man saluted. So it's interesting that even in the presence, even though he knows who this is, he, he doesn't tenses up a little really bit. know yet, right? There's a, this no. really hesitant moment where he doesn't know. And then he's like, he's wearing a Bridge 4 uniform. And he has the tattoo and he realizes, oh yeah. shit. It's Relaine. Yeah, yeah, Relaine. So he says, Relaine? Sir, Relaine says. His features were no longer rounded and plump, but instead sharp and muscular. It appears you are more than you seemed, Kaladin says. Pardon, sir, but I would suggest that applies to both of us. Isn't that a great line? Was so good. <laughs> when he spoke now, his voice had a certain musicality to it, an odd rhythm to his words. Yeah. So he's also odd. Yeah. Well, he's like, <laughs> he kind of leveled up, right? He became more form, so. Yep. I know, I still want the action figure. Me too. Um, Bright Lord Dalinar has pardoned Relaine, Sigzil says, for being Parshendi. Asks Kaladin. <laughs> imagine, for being a spy. Imagine you get pardoned Relaine for says. being a different race. Yeah. <laughs> for being a person. Yeah. Oh my god. I but I I love Relaine's I love Relaine's uh, reply here for being a spy, a spy for a people who it appears no longer exist. Right. That made me really sad when I when I read that, and I'm still hoping that's not the end after the storm and after Eshenai goes off the chasm. I will really remind you of one thing. All the red, um, spren? Hashtag, Thud the Dude. Thud, how, okay, Thud, remind me. Thud is, was best friends with Eshenai, and Thud right. took, and all, took the, all the, the uh, women, the elderly, and the children. And we had that theory that, that inside maybe they Eshenai, got away. Yeah, maybe they got away. So she there is a little bit of hope there. We don't know what happened to them. They could have been killed in this huge storm. They might not right. have been able to get off of uh, uh, of the shattered plains in time. But right. But there. But the fact yeah, that we yeah, don't know food. what happened to them gives hope that maybe they survived. Oh man, I want me some food. <laughs> Jeez, I, I want do. me some food. I want. I want me some food, dude. I really do. <laughs> um, I know. Like, like now that you now that you bring it up, yeah, I want to read about that aftermath. I really, really do, and I really, really want Eshenai to have survived this, and not even just to have survived, you know, the storms and survived Adolin and survived, you know, the Light Eyes and the war, but to have survived the deception from her sister. And survived becoming this other thing that was not, I don't think it was, you know, you know, this manifest destiny right. for the Parshendi to become this stormborn. I, right. I'm not, I'm not buying that at all. Um, anyways, 
for being a spy, for being a, a people who, uh, for people who, who no longer exist, Rock walked over and put a hand on Relaine's shoulder. Teff says, we can give you the story once we get back to the city. Sigzil says, we figured you'd come back here to this plateau, and so we needed to be here to greet you. For all brightness, Devar grumbled. Anyway, there's a lot to tell. A lot is happening. I think that you're kind of going to be at the center of it. This is one of my little highlights coming up here. Mm -hmm. Kaladin took a deep breath, but nodded. What else did he expect? No more hiding. He had made his decision. Yeah. I really like this because... Uh, sorry, it was Sigzil saying, I think that you're going to be at the center of it. He doesn't want to be at the center of the of attention. No. He doesn't want to be. But he's um, made a decision. But he's made a decision to just be, that powers are out, mm -hmm. people know, mm -hmm. and he's going to honor it. Yep. He's going to, yeah, exactly. It's really well, well put, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. What do I tell them about Moash? He wonders inside. I loved that question when mm -hmm. I first read it today. What a great internal dialogue for Kaladin mm -hmm. to be, you know, greeting, you know, seeing the bridge four, seeing the aftermath of the events. We take for granted, we take for granted a little bit that we always hear that Moash and Kaladin are best friends. You know, he's the mm -hmm. closest with Moash because he treats him like a guy, not like a, you know, a god or whatever. But like Moash is also friends with all these other guys. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he doesn't and just have a, a relationship, relationship with Kaladin. With he's got a relationship with everybody. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. He needed to infuse the spheres. The men had wounds, including Bissig, who had lost his hand to the assassin in white. So Kaladin is being confronted with a lot of things here. Yeah. You know, he, we, we need Kaladin the leader. We need Kaladin the surgeon. We need Kaladin the windrunner to infuse the spheres. Right. You know, he's needed, required, necessary. I like the idea that he doesn't need to be separate, that he can just accept who he is. He made that decision. No more mm -hmm. hiding. Just be. Right. No more he hiding. He can be all those things. He can be a surgeon. He can be a wind runner. He can be a le the, the Captain Kaladin. He can be all those things at once, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. No more alcoves for him. No more. No time. No time for Hank just and out, Well, no, and just, just no more alcoves. Just out in the open. Maybe he'll just hang out with uh, Lopin and, <laughs> and play with his new skin nub. <laughs> Did we lose anyone else? Kaladin asks. I saw Martin and Pedin. Rod, Teft says with a grunt. Dead to the Parshendi. Rod was one of Lopin's cousins. Kaladin didn't know him very well, but he was part of Bridge Four and was part of Kaladin's responsibility. I sort of wish that... Teft says... I sort of wish sort of that Kaladin had thought here. Uh, <laughs> Kaladin had barely known him. He only ever said, Bridge Four! Yeah, Bridge Four, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a man of few words <laughs> yeah he only ever said bridge four <laughs> you can't protect us all son says teft you can't stop people from feeling pain and can't stop men from dying it's interesting that he says son i think that dalinar has also called him yes, son is that has. true yeah. yeah okay so i think perhaps interesting that he has a few kind of um father type figures in his life here mm -hmm. it seems to be like an honorific um, that older men use for younger men in mm -hmm. in this kind of like military fashion maybe i don't know but it's it's really nice you can't stop i i think it's nice you mm -hmm. can't stop people from feeling pain you can't stop them from dying 
Another highlight right here, Sean. Yeah. And you know it. Kaladin opened his eyes, but did not challenge those statements, not vocally at least. Yeah. God, I love that. Mm -hmm. So good. You know, you can't stop people from feeling pain. You can't stop men from dying. Yeah, Kaladin still is concerned with those things. He still is wrestling with, with those things, and yep. he will never let it go. I love it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of the, the chapter, actually. Yeah, it, because it's Kaladin not betraying himself. Mm -hmm. he, like, us having that little inner dialogue is us knowing that, yeah, that's Kaladin. Mm -hmm. That's how he feels. Yeah. It, and it's a little different than Anakin Skywalker. Anakin had similar feelings. I'm going to prevent people from dying. I'm going to bring back people from the dead. I'm, I'm going to be the greatest Jedi yeah. ever. It's a little different here with, with uh, how Kaladin feels these things. It's because he cares so much. Right. To care. Cal says, Teft, at the end there, right before you arrived, Storm Sun, I swear I saw a couple of the lads glowing faintly with stormlight. What? I've been listening to readings of those visions, Bright Lord Dalinar sees, Teft says. I think you should do the same. From what I can guess, it seems that the Orders of the Knights Radiant were made up of more than just the Knights themselves. Do you remember... This do you is remember, so cool, it's dude. It's really, really cool. Do you remember um, one of the visions that D uh, Dalinar had early on when he fought, they fought that um, huge rock creature in the Pure Lake? Remember the, there were these like Ishik? spren, no, 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 um, <clears throat> it was one of the battle ones where uh, Dalinar was just a regular soldier and they were in the pure lake. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah, then there yeah. was like a bunch of rock that came out and it was called a thunderclast and they had to fight yeah. it. And there was a group of, uh, there was a knight radiant and all of her crew, her soldiers and Dalinar yeah. said, the soldiers seem to be glowing too, faintly. I don't remember that. Mm -hmm. In turn, I, 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 I know the I know the scene, but mm -hmm. I don't remember the text. I think I made a point that, of of reading it yeah. or re remind, like pointing it out, and not really remember saying this <laughs> creepily right? saying yeah, something. Of course, and not, of not, course, yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, and this, I mean, this is um, this is a huge highlight uh, also for this chapter is being reminded of that. Mm -hmm. So having had the vision before. Uh, or the experience before with Dalinar, um, and then having it come back here. This is so cool. And, and Kaladin is kind of like, this is new to him. Yeah. He's not really aware of this. No. Um, I love um, what his Kaladin question says, is here. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I wonder what it will do to the Alethi social structure when an entire group of former slaves starts going about with glowing skin. Isn't that awesome? It's so good. Like the ramifications of stuff like that. It's cool. Break the, sh the, the, uh, the, the social structure. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, Tef says, not to mention those eyes of yours. Eyes? Asks Kaladin. Coming up next is yet another one of my highlights. Yeah. Um, it's a little more sad. Well, haven't you seen your eyes, says Teft? What am I saying? Ain't no mirrors out on the, here on the plains. Your eyes, son. They're pale blue, like glassy water, lighter than, than that of any king. Kaladin turned away. He'd hoped his eyes wouldn't change. The truth that they had made him uncomfortable. It said worrisome things. He didn't want to believe that light eyes had any grounds upon which to build the oppression. They still don't, he thought. 
infusing the gemstones in the lanterns, as Sigzil instructed. Perhaps the light eyes rule because of the, the memory buried deeply of the radiance, but just because they took a little, that they look a little like radiance, doesn't mean they should have been able to oppress everyone. Storming light eyes, he thinks. He was one of them now. Stormin. He summoned Sil as a blade, following Sigzil's instructions, and used her as a key to work the Fabriel. Dude, this re- this reluctance of him, like he doesn't want to be this. Yeah, he is that now, mm-hmm. and and going through this, um, just because they look like radiance doesn't mean that they should have been able to oppress everyone. Like, this is big stuff. Yeah, in terms of the the politic, the social issues of this world of this series. <coughs> um, and it just again, it's another <laughs> complexity to this character. It's yet another bridge he has to carry. Right. It's funny how all of these trials, tribulations, suffering, things you have to endure, they just become, they're all, I guess, avenues for the character to uh, um, show more, more character or increase in, I don't know, self-awareness, enlightenment. There, like, there's it's, definitely It's a, really interesting. It's like a road, right? It's a road, a path so they have to walk. Yeah. It's, it's but literally just, just, just the, the bridge. Like it, it has changed my perspective on how I look at, um, things that are difficult in life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like this series is on it. Like, cause I, I used to spend a lot of time thinking like, you know, why, why do these things happen? Mm-hmm. Why do these bridges keep getting thrown on our backs? Right. You know, it's like to carry like, right. why, why, what possible purpose can they serve? And stories like this, I think remind us that. They can serve uh, a lot of development. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, it's a highlight for me, even though it's a bit more on a somber note, is that he has light eyes now, and uh, he's not terribly excited about that. It's definitely a highlight for me in a different way. I feel like we get mm-hmm. a peek into maybe why light eyes, dark eyes, society and, and Vornism mm-hmm. and in like Alfkar particularly developed, right? If people were following right. Knight's Radiance who had light eyes then, right. then it makes sense that the transition of power would be those who had light Among eyes. Among those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like if, you know, you have these Knight's Radiance who have light eyes because of when they become a Knight Radiant, they, their eyes become light and then right. they abandon all their oaths. Those right. eyes don't change back. They be, they still stay light eyes or they people's still stay memories lighter. Mm-hmm. of who they followed in times of need were light eyed yep. people. Mm-hmm. So it makes, it's like a little tiny little morsel yeah. here as to how it may have developed. We don't really know the mm-hmm. history of it unless Sanderson writes some kind of like, you know, historical whatever. Account. Like maybe Shalon sure. will eventually like read a book that kind of delves into it. But it is a really cool little piece here of maybe the, mm-hmm. the history of, of this society. We do get a POV change here mm-hmm. and we're, we're going to Shalon standing in the, fr- in front of the gates of Urethiro looking up. There were voices echoing in the grand halls. People were exploring the area. Adolin had taken up command. Navani was setting up a camp for wounded and to take an account of their supplies, what they had. They'd left most of their food and gear behind on the Shattered Plains. Mm-hmm. And the travel through the Oath Gate 
had not been cheap. It had actually drained the majority of their gemstones, including Navani's Fabrials. So this is something that I hadn't really thought about either, is that getting to safety through this this oath gate yeah. has left them has left them kind of in an interesting situation. And one of my little highlights coming up here is again going to the theme of this book being about perspectives. Right. Is how you can look at where where you're at. So you're 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 in Urethiru, you're in this new place. Is it good, better, or worse? Right. Right. You know, and 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 each person kind of has a different take on this. S- several scribes were passing by, bringing paper to draw maps of Adolin's exploration. They bobbed quick and uncomfortable bows to Shalon, calling her brightness radiant. Is it true? asks Shalon. Am I one of them? She asks this to Pattern, who's on her skirt. Of course, Pattern says, mm, Almost you are. Still a few words to say. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. It's really, really neat. Um, <clears throat> this whole idea of... I'm just going to go back a step here. This whole idea sure. of them fleeing danger. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to Urthiru, they mm-hmm. are completely like lost they're in this strange massive tower with no stormlight and no stormlight few supplies right few supplies like Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of dangerous yeah it's kind of dangerous well it again it depends on how you look at it like it's coming up in the text um i think it's dalinar who says to shalon this is actually a a defensible position this is good for us we're kind of isolated we're hard to get to this is good yeah and then others had a different take on it. Yeah, but we're isolated, you know. We so don't have again, any food, it's about, we don't have any supplies, we don't have any stormlight. Yeah. Well, and, and I have to admit, a question that I had, I wrote it at the top of this page, but this was something that I was thinking prior to when this whole Oathgate thing was happening and unfolding during the storms and the battles, is if they go through, when they go through, if they go through, where will they be? And when will they be? I thought we might be experiencing a bit of a time thing. Hmm. It doesn't appear to be so, given uh, some of the. They text haven't mentioned thing, that uh, yet. This chapter, I don't think, deals with any any. It deals with where, but not. I maybe thought it when. received word. I thought word had been sent and received. Oh yeah, right. Um, they do have their there, there span, span reads. reads. Yeah, they do have yeah. their span reads. So that kind of killed my oh, my uh, theory of how could they have used the span reads if all the stormlight got sucked out of all the the fabrials? Hmm. I think they have some, just not. They're probably pri- prioritizing. Maybe not everything got sucked out. Maybe. Hmm. Okay. Well. Well, they're probably pri- prioritizing spheres or whatever light they have left to do to, to, to do communications. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That makes because, sense. Because because I think in the text coming up here. Dalinar wanted to warn them about what's coming. Yeah. Because it was going to hit the, a certain area first and he wanted to let them know that it's coming. That's right. Anyways. Um, am I one of them? Mm, pattern says, almost you are. Still a few words to say. What kind of words? An oath? Lightweavers make no oaths beyond the first. You must speak truths. And I have to admit, one of the truths that I that I was thinking of was that that she kind of likes Kaladin. <laughs> yeah. I have to admit that. I'm sorry. I, I just did. Is this good enough pattern? Um, I think he's cute. I think he's. I think he's not. Um, 
I won't call his him Bruno little, Boy his, anymore. His feet are a little big. I won't be boring. Those massive boots. And stinky. Um, they were actually above the rain clouds. Or if the weather weather patterns had simply been thrown off by the arrival of the strange high storms. Yeah, I put question marks here. They're above the rain clouds. They they don't really know where they are. No. They think that they're in the center of Roshar. Right. And they have a guess. It's near like an area called Tubela or or Emul, mm-hmm. which I'm not terribly familiar with. Krem Krem had covered some of the steps here, but there wasn't nearly as much Krem buildup here where they are now in Urathiru. The rain must fall less up here. Right. So that's a conclusion they have there about that. If Nohadon really had walked to this city, as in the Way of Kings, as it, it had claimed in the Way of Kings, then his path would have included scaling these cliff faces. Mm-hmm. So far, they had found no way down other than through the oath gates. And even if there were such a way, one would still be stranded in the middle of the mountains. Judging from the sun height, the scholars placed them near the center of Urshar, somewhere in the mountains near Tubela or maybe Imul. Mm-hmm. The remote location made the city incredibly defensible, says Dalinar. But it also left them isolated and cut off. Everyone looked to Shallan now. They tried other shard blades, but none others, no other shard blades worked with this ancient giant Fabril. Shallan was literally their only way out of the mountains. Right. So, like, the, that's, that's a huge res- pressure, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, where they've gone, like, aha, uh-huh, we've gone to safety, but yikes. Yeah. Like, are they really better off? Right. Like, they, and that's like, all relying on her again, right? Right. Um, one of the soldiers nearby, this, this, is, this is, I love all these little, these little details. One of the soldiers nearby cleared his throat before approaching Shalon and talking to her. Like, now that she's a radiant, like, yeah. people are nervous around her. Yeah. She's really so, important. Right, and really important. You certain you should be that close to the edge, Brightness Radiant? She looks back at the man and says, I could survive that drop and then stroll away, soldier. Yeah. Oh, um, yes, brightness, he says, blushing. Yeah. I just love these little details about how her, how people perceive her has changed. Right. You've got, you've got all the scribes kind of, oh, you know, brightness, or sorry, brightness radiant. Like they're all much more nervous now. The soldiers clearing, um, um, should you, uh, you know, like, hello. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, uh, hi. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> Changing their voice. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, eyes. Oh, this is good too. Eyes followed her as she walked. Soldiers, scribes, light eyes, and high lords alike. Well, let them see Shalon the Radiant. She could always find freedom later, wearing another face. Yeah. Dude, again, I'm getting goosebumps. That's such a great highlight. Yeah. For me, for her. Like, but again, similar to Kaladin with the, with his eyes and, uh, you know, the way that he still, you know, I want to save everybody. I, 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 all that pressure. Um, it's, it's sad, you know, here she is, um, radiant, um, displaying her power, um, 
but she could always find freedom later. Freedom is still in hiding. Mm -hmm. It's true. You know? Yeah, it's true. I don't, I mean, I don't know if this character will ever break free of that. I guess it's based on her, her experiences that is that, that little girl, right? Mm -hmm. The one who flinches? Like she was, she, she, the one that flinches, she was the bauble on display. Mm -hmm. She does, she, she doesn't want to be, she wants to hide. Right. She shares that with Kaladin a little bit in that, not necessarily wanting to be the center of attention, but here she claims it. I like, I like this line a lot. Well, let them see Shalon the Radiant. Right. Let them see Let me. them see what they, they want to see. Right. She can always find freedom. I know, dude, this is amazing. Wearing another face. Dalinar and Nirvani supervised a group of women nearby. The center of the army. Any luck? Asks Shalon. Dalinar glances at her. The scribes were writing letters using every span read they had, delivering messages of warning to the war camps and to the relay room in Tishik, or sorry, Tashik. A new storm might come blowing from the west, not the east. Yeah, they're trying to tell everyone. Prepare, yeah. yeah tell all of Roshar. New, new Natanan on the very eastern coast would be struck today. Then it would enter the eastern ocean and move toward the origin. Mm. Origin is capitalized. Yeah. None of them knew what would happen next. The storm wardens had done their work, and they said that they would have a few days before it returned and hit Shinovar and Erie. No news, says Dalinar. The king seems to have vanished. And what's more, Kolinar appears to be in a state of riot. I haven't been able to get straight answers on either question. Shalon says, I'm sure the king is somewhere safe. She's sure of that. Yeah. She's right. She's right. And they're going to find out, like, literally, like, and really I love, soon. And I love where, I know, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, we'll get there. One of the pillar-like plateaus nearby flashes. Someone had activated the oath gate. Dalinar steps up beside Shalon, tensely awaiting who's coming. And it's Bridge Four members. And Kaladin. Oh, thank the Almighty, says Shalon. Kaladin separates from his men, dropping off of the steps and floating over the army. Landing on stones in stride, he still has the slave brands, she thought. It's, this is, okay, so we know that Kaladin, we know that Kaladin is just being, right? Like he's not, he's, he's not going to hide anymore, but no, he doesn't need to float over the entire army. I love like he it. He doesn't need to do that. That's, that's no, like. No, of course not. No. He doesn't need to, yeah. but he does But why, why wouldn't you if you had the power to, right? Of course. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> it's like walking around without a shirt on for me. That, that would be the equivalent. What? <laughs> like, if you can do it, why not? If you, if, well, if, if, if you've got it, flaunt it. Right. If you have um, supernatural powers, <laughs> flaunt them. Flaunt them. Right. I, yeah, exactly. I don't have supernatural powers and the need to take my shirt off. I'm just saying. Neither yeah, of those I don't things. Have the, I, don't have, I don't have the six pack, so that's why I don't uh, take off my shirt. I have a one really large pack. It's like one. Yeah, I've got it. It's a, like one of those mini <laughs> kegs that you can get for your yeah. home. I've got a backpack on my front pack. It's like a box of wine literally sitting on my, where my abs should be. That's what I have. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if he's got the power, I mean, I've got the power. 
So he's going to use it. He's going to use this power, and he does. I don't mind the the sort of overt uh, use of this power. I, I I think it's I think it's. I like cool. it. I like it actually. I think he's it's kind confident, of boss. He's confident. He's floating. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's it's really boss. And a part it, of me, a part of me, is like, if we had this POV in in Kaladin's yeah. head, he's doing this to be like to show off for Shalon a little bit, just a tiny little bit. Maybe for me. you hey, know, maybe. maybe he's like you know, you got to be awesome in front of her. So she's all like, "Oh, look at him!" Like you know, just a part I, of me. Thinks I would that. love to have had Adolin speak up here, and after he lands, be like, "Show off!" Like you know, <laughs> yeah. say something. You know, like, he say something. Said that. Yeah, he would have said him, that. Cut him down. Yeah, like yeah. that would be great. Um, he still has the slave brands. She thinks, though his long hair obscured them. His eyes had become a pale blue, and they glowed. Storm-blessed, says Dalinar. High Prince, says Kaladin. The assassin? Dead, says Kaladin. But he hefts the blade that he has from the assassin in white, and he says, we need to talk. This, and he's going to address this a little further, and here we get another little interjection here from Navani. Uh, I think that it's perfect, actually. Like we're about My to son. talk about one of the most important items ever in the history of this planet. And to Navani, I mean, My even son. Navani is an Artifabrian. She like, this should be so important for her, even her to like learn about. But what's more important is Elokar. And it's I really love this. It's really great. Mm -hmm. My son, Bridgman, what happened to my son? Oh, there was an assassination attempt, says Kaladin. I stopped it, but the king was wounded. I put him someplace safe before coming to help Dalinar. Where? We've had our people in the war camp searching monasteries and mansions and barracks. Those places were too obvious, Kaladin says. If you could think to look there, so might the assassins. I needed someplace nobody would think of. Well, then where then, says Dalinar. Kaladin smiles. It's perfect little uh, little Dude, ending of this it's POV. It's so great. Yeah. And then we get a little POV here, and of course it opens up with the Lopen. Yeah, buddy. This is the what like I love this. This is an awesome POV. I love this. He's got a he's got a fist in his hand. He's, he's he's clutching a sphere. He's got a sphere inside of a fist. In the next room, his mother is scolding a king. <laughs> no, no, your majesty, no, with a stern tone, a tone that she used to scold the axehounds. You roll the whole thing up and eat it. You can't pick it apart like that. I don't feel so hungry, Nana, Alucar says. <laughs> You'll eat anyway, mother says. I like how it's just mother. Yeah. She's known. Yeah. She's she's mom. We all have this in, and I'm sure in our in uh, in our lives where a friend's mom is just mom. Yeah, like it's not yeah. uh, you know it's Mrs. Whatever. The, yeah, you don't say it's not Mrs. Mrs. Whatever. Or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mom. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Me too. So I like that a lot. Lopin's mom is 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 mother is mom. This is great. It's definitely one of my highlights. All of this is a highlight. Again, again, another great chapter filled with with highlights. I know what to do when I see a man that pale in the face, and pardon your majesty, but you are pale as a sheet hung out for the, for the sun to bleach, and that's the truth of it. You're going to eat, no complaints. But I'm the king, I don't take orders from, you're in my home now, she says. <laughs> I'm in a Herdasian woman's home, nobody's station means nothing beside her own. I'm not going to have them come and get you and find you not properly fed. I'll not have people saying that. Your bright ship? No, I won't. Eat up. 
I've got soup cooking. <laughs> Your bright ship. <laughs> I love great. that. That's so funny. Your bright ship. Yeah. The Lopin smiles. Two of Lopin's strongest cousins sat out in front of the hovel in Little Herdaz, which was technically in Sabariel's war camp. Mm-hmm. Although they didn't uh, pay much attention for that. I love that. L- little Herdaz. Little Herdaz. It. It's like Little Tokyo so again, or li- li- uh, little, Ch- uh, little Hong Kong or whatever. Right, right. But it kind of, what, what I like about that is it, it kind of reminds us about the state of Sabariel's camp. Right. To the point that you would have a little Herdaz. Remember how it, de- it described his his camp as being, you know, so kind of permanent and developed yeah. and he was, you know, permanent shops and stores yeah. and all these things. Yeah. Like It even has, it even has a microculture neighborhood. Yeah. 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 That's really awesome. Maybe that's where all the people yeah, go get shuta. Cool. Maybe that's where the shuta markets yeah. are. <laughs> I would like some, I can't even say it. It's like but chowda, like but it's like chuta. Chuta. Um, four more cousins were sat at the end of the street, idly sewing some boots and watching for anything suspicious. All right, Lopin whispers, you really need to work this time. He focuses on the, on the sphere in his hand. He'd figured it out soon. He would figure it out sooner or later, since he saw Captain Caledon was, was, was glowing. He said as sh- he was as sure of it as he was... Sorry, hang on. I have to read this right. Yeah. He was as sure of it as he was sure of his name. Yeah, because he calls himself and The you know, Lopin, right? The Lopin. But also, names are so important in this yeah, series. Yeah. He was as sure of it as his name, yeah. dude. It's like I said to you at the beginning of the, the episode, when he says, you know, just he's been trying it every day, just like every day he had done since Kaladin had started glowing like it was there wasn't a thought in his mind that he wouldn't be able to do it ever since he saw cal do it he goes i can do that and you know why kaladin showed these men you can do it that anything's possible we can write we can write yeah because all of these men saw kaladin do it right so lopin went well if he can then so can i yeah (laughs) fucking love it man And, and and out of all of the bridgemen the Lopin is the one who got it. Yeah. He got the, the message. Remember we talked, we've talked many times about Lopin being an MVP, man. Oh yeah. This is, and of course it leads to the nub nub, which is again, I get goosebumps. I love this so much. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible. He was as sure of it as his name. Yeah. Lopin, a wide face ducked in one of the windows. It was Chilinko, his uncle. Get the king man dressed up like a Herdazian again. We might need to move. Move, Lopin says. Word has come to all the war camps from High Prince Sabariel. They found something out there on the plains. Be ready, just in case. Everyone's talking. I can't make sense of it. He shook his head. First that high storm nobody knew about, then the rain stop early, then the storming king man of Alethkar on my doorstep, and now this... I think we might be abandoning camp, even though night falls around the corner. Makes no sense to me, but get the king man taken care of. I'll get to it, just a sec. The lopin sucked in light. It happened in an, eye, in, in an eye blink. Stormlight was streaming from his skin. Ha! He shouts. Ha! Hey, Chilinko, come back here. I need to stick you to the wall. Because <laughs> remember, the light Cal stuck him to the wall. Yeah, right? so and like, he wants to do the exact thing. he wants to thing. do the opposite, yeah, yeah. It's so cool, yeah. it's so cool. The Lopin stopped, frowning. He held 
his hand out in front of him. Gone so fast? What had happened? He hesitated. That tingling. He felt at his shoulder. The one where he'd lost his arm so long ago. Now, I have to admit, I'll, I'll say this. When I first read it, yeah. he felt that tingling. He hesitated. He felt, he felt a tingling. I thought, oh. And I could just hear in my mind that kind of tinkly sparkle. Oh, like you thought that maybe there was a spren or something? Yeah. I, I little pixie dust for me. And then the next line is he felt at his shoulder. And I thought, oh, he's going to look and there's going to be something manifesting on his shoulder. Right. I just, that's, I'm just telling you because that's, mm -hmm. that's just what I thought. Yeah, for sure. The one, and then it continues the sentence, the one where he'd lost his arm so long ago, there his fingers prodded a new nub of flesh that had begun sprouting from his scar. Oh, storms, yes. Everybody give the lope in your spheres. I have glowing that needs to be done. <laughs> Amazing, dude. Like, his, he's getting his arm back. Yeah. yeah. He can, he, like, I well, can't we know even... that he can, that, that, that people who can have stormlight in them can <sighs> use it to, like, heal. Yeah. Right? Cal's done it many times. Dude, Shalon's just... done it many times. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I'm just beaming. I love this chapter. Another POV Let, change. Let's go back one second here. And uh, um, the oh, uncle, sure. Kachalinko, yeah, comes in and says, um, mm -hmm, all mm -hmm. the war uh, that High Prince Sabariel has said that they found something out there. Found and something out, yeah. That, uh, like, it, it sounds like he's, like, riling them up to, like, because he says, word has come into all the war camps from High Prince Sabariel. Mm-hmm. Um, they found, they found something, something out the there planes. on the planes. Be ready just in case everyone's talking. I can't make sense of it. Um, so I don't know. It sounds like Sabariel has like put out the word to the war camps. Get ready. Cause he says, uh, we may, we might need to move. And then the Chalenko doesn't really know exactly what's going on, but he knows that the war camps are being roused by Sabariel. How okay? Is Sabariel survived the the plane? Yeah, he did. did Remember, did, right before they they teleported, he was sitting under the palanquin drinking wine. Like, yeah, we won, guys. So he did not go through the oath. Gate. He did. Everyone okay. had to go on the the plateau. Everyone to had to go yeah. through. Okay. Yeah. So then, communication then is coming back to the other areas mm -hmm. from wherever they went. This through is the oath after gate. Kaladin already came back across. So it's possible they sent more people across back to the shattered plains after that. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a little tricky. Because because my 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 question was is had they time traveled when they went through the oath gate? Was there a? I don't know if there's any time there traveling a, going on. I feel like it's maybe more just okay. time lapsing. Where mm -hmm. in between okay. some of these POVs, there's time that's happening. Like that, you know, it's like a couple of days yeah, go cool. by and. Well, the final, I think this is the final POV for it this is. chapter. Yes. It is. Yeah. So we, we go to Moash. Yeah. You said you Moash. were really, uh, really excited that Moash had a POV here. Right? You said like at the beginning. I am really excited about it actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Moash sat on the back of the cart as it rattled and wound its way out of the war camps. But he didn't want to be far from his armor. He had, he had taken it off, but it was, it had now remained hidden. So I think what, what I love about this is as my little highlight is for Kaladin and for Shalon, everyone's there to see them now. Right. For Moash, who had won 
or rather, I guess, you know, been given. I guess you could say he, he he had been, you know, given this shard, this uh, shard blade and shard plate. He now has to hide it. Right. Um, and also it goes with, you know, with how we as the audience, as the readers probably feel about Moash right now is we, we want him to hang his head in shame. Right. And he's sort of you doing know? that by not wearing his armor and having his sword out proudly and stuff. Behind them, there were enormous lines of people snaking out on the Shattered Plains. High Prince Dalinar's orders had been clear. The war camps were being abandoned. All Parshmen were to be left behind, and everyone was to make their way toward the center of the Shattered Plains. This is what Dalinar wanted. Right. An end to the war. The war camps are being abandoned? Right. So Sabariel, wow. they, 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 we just the learned years? in Lopin's POV that Sabariel was rousing the war camps. Like, you know, word has come to all the war camps from uh, uh, High Prince Sabariel, but the uncle didn't know mm -hmm. what it meant. And now we have in this POV, right. everyone's leaving the war camps and going towards the middle of the Shattered Plains. Right. Probably to use the Oath Gate to go to Urethiru. To go to Urethiru. Right. Some of the High Princes obeyed. Others did not. And this next sentence floored me. Mm -hmm. Curiously, Sadius was one of those who obeyed. His war camp emptying almost as quickly as those of Sabariel, Royal, and Aladar. It seemed like everyone was going, even the children. Yeah. Moash's cart rolled to a stop, and Graves stepped up beside the back a few moments later. We needn't have worried about hiding. He mumbles over the exodus. They're too busy to pay attention to us. Look there. Some groups of merchants were, were gathering outside of the war camps. They were pretending to be packing. Scavengers, Graves says. Mm -hmm. They'll head into the abandoned war camps to loot. Fools. They deserve what's coming. Moash says, what's coming? He felt as if he'd been tossed in a ro roiling river. One that had burst its banks following a high storm. He swam with a current, but could barely keep his head above water. Yeah, that describes him so perfectly, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. He'd tried to kill Kaladin. The next line is Kaladin. Like, Moash has to think about that. Yeah. It had all fallen apart. The king survived, Kaladin's powers were back, and Moash was a traitor. Twice, twice over. over yeah once for trying to kill the king and once for betraying kaladin mm -hmm. it's got a little bit of remor remorse here a little, tiny little bit of remorse it's it, it reads like it for me i for me of course yeah mm -hmm. moash knows that this is wrong he knows mm -hmm. it's a bit like gaz when, when we left gaz um with his opinions about um kaladin mm -hmm. and uh you know what i mean like yeah. He was being it's, an it's asshole and like he that. knew he was being an asshole and that it was wrong. Right. But he was still doing it. Still doing right. it. Yep. Everstorm, Graves says, telling um, Moash what, what this thing was. What was coming, yeah. And, and that is, the diagram is vague, says Graves. We only knew the term because of old Gavilar's visions. The diagram says this will probably return the Voidbringer's but those have turned out to be Parshman, it seems. <laughs> Damnation. That woman was right. Woman? Yasna Colin. Moash shook his head. 
Parshman, Voidbringers, Yasna Colon. That was the king's sister. Hadn't she died at sea? And what did Graves know of her? Who are you really? Says Moash. Now that line is from the never-ending story. Yeah, there you go. That's the very ending. That's a Treyu asking Gamorg. Right. Who are you really? Who are you really? Yeah. A patriot, says Graves, just like I told you. We're allowed to pursue our own interests and goals until we're called up. I thought for my... Sorry, I thought for sure my interpretation was correct, that if we removed Elokar, Dalinar would become our ally in what was to, be, in what was to come... It appears I was wrong. Either that, or I was too slow. Moash felt sick. Graves gripped him on the arm. Head up, Moash. Bringing a shardbearer back with me will mean that my mission wasn't a complete loss. Mm -hmm. Besides, you can tell us about this new radiant. I'll introduce you to the diagram. We have an important work, which is the salvation of the entire world, my friend. Graves patted him, then walked toward the front of the cart where the others rode. The salvation of the entire world. I've been played for one of the ten fools, Moash thought, chin to his chest. And I don't even know how. The wagon started rolling again. Yeah, see, Moash got caught up in something way bigger than just his revenge against the king. And yeah. now he kind of picked this side unwittingly, and now he's kind of stuck there right yeah he's caught up in it um a couple of things i want to quickly want to say about this this pov um graves uses uh eye drops to change his eyes dark and then he gave them to moash we learned about these drops yep. from tin when tin was telling shalon yep. sometimes you'll have to pretend to be a dark guy right. right so it's really cool a little thing that comes back here um also the ghost bloods were the ones who killed Shalon. the folks of the diagram are also knew or not Shalon. yasna is what i meant to say yasna um, right yeah the um the ghost bloods are the ones who killed yasna colin and it seems like the yeah. diagram were very well aware of what she knew because they're saying she was right who was right she was yasna right colin because yeah. they're talking about that the parchment turned into void bringers and Yasna right. Kolin was right. So somehow the diagram knew either, either Teravangian prophesized that Yasna Kolin would figure it out, or they were able to get their hands on some of her work and figure out that she seed, she saw this coming too, because we don't know how it works with Teravangian. He may have seen this already develop with the diagram, right? So does that infer that, that, uh, Teravangian is also behind the assassination of Yasna? Um, as far as we know right now, the Ghostbloods were behind it. Right. Um, or as far as we, th like, we don't know who those men on that boat were, right? But Teravangian, Teravangian has control Actually, mostly over the over the diagram. Let, let's let's uh, uh, so um, if the ghost halt bloods here for are... a second because in the in, uh, in the interlude with Teravangian, when he goes yeah. to Yakaved, he he mentions mm -hmm. Yasna being missing at sea, 
and he doesn't never thinks about how they took care of it or how they pulled it off. So uh, Teravangian and the diagram have nothing to do with Yasna's uh, death at sea because he mentions knowing, having heard that she was lost at sea and died at sea, but, um, but didn't take uh, ownership over it. So we have to assume that our original thoughts that the ghost bloods were so behind inform- it. So information from the diagram, potentially through Teravangian, has got out to the Ghostbloods and they're using that information. Mm, I don't know. Uh, the Ghostbloods have their own stuff going on. It doesn't necessarily need to be tied mm. to Teravangian. The only reason why I'm bringing this up is that... But they're aware of the diagram. They, well, um, the Ghostbloods are aware of the diagram? Are they? Well, yeah. Didn't... Uh, didn't um, Graves just attest to that? No, Graves is part of the diagram. He's not with the Ghostbloods. It says, Graves says the words, the diagram is vague. Yeah. He's part of the diagram. So he's aware. He's part of Teravangian's crew. Right. Right. Not part of the Ghostbloods. Ghostbloods is a completely different organization. Okay. I think that's where I was making a disconnect. Right. Or making a, a false connect. Yeah. So there okay. seems to be, gotcha. we've talked about this a little bit before, but um, mm-hmm. there seems to be three different side groups that are trying to get their hands mm-hmm. in things. The ghost bloods, right. which <laughs> right. are led by, uh, the person that we know is Marais, but he has someone Marais, he yeah. uh, um, uh, um, answers to named Thedekar. There's the diagram, right. people who are interested in the diagram, and their right. head, uh, their leader is Teravangian. Teravangian, And then there's yeah. another group um, that we don't have a name for yet, but I think that maybe we'll get it sometime. Um, and Amaran- I know it. I know what it is. What is it? It's the Blue Man. The, bl- the Blue Man? Blue Man? The Blue- the Blumen Group. Yeah. The Blumen Group. Um, and uh, um, <laughs> Amaram is part of that group. And yeah. their leader is named Ristaris. Right. Right. So there's these three kind of shady groups all trying to get their yeah. fingers inside everything mm-hmm. right now. Um, but I, I just, I, this is... Well, I mean, it, it could end up being a good thing that Moash is a conflicted character so close to Graves. This could be... It could turn to be a good thing in the future. It could. It could, for sure. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, showing that he's conflicted, you know, he's, he's got his, his head to his, or his chin to his chest, you know, I think there's hope there. For sure. I think that there is definitely, um, his story isn't written yet. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like right. there's... There's a lot of, there's a lot of story left. This is only book two. Are we going to get more of Moash in these last, last few pages of this, of this uh, book? Um, I don't remember to be, to be honest. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Well, next is chapter. Well, hang on. After this, how many more chapters are we doing? Let's, uh, what's, what's the next episode? Let's, we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, uh, we'll talk about yeah, that after the, after the, after the info. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about your highlight. What did you have a highlight, a, a, a specific one you want to pick? Well, I, I named them again. It was similar to the previous, uh, to the previous chapter. There are so many highlights mm-hmm. here. There is, um, you know, Moash feeling badly and conflicted. Lopen, the Lopen, the fist on the sphere. Knowing, knowing, knowing it as he was sure of his name, yeah, that he could do it as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, that is 
amazing. Yeah, my, my highlight it's is, is so that scene great. too, but it uh, I very specifically is that he's been trying this every every day since he saw Kaladin mm-hmm. glowing. I love that commitment, man. Like, right. and he he never stopped believing that he could do it. It's really awesome. No, it's amazing. His his mother scolding the king. I love mother. I love her. Yeah, She's awesome. great. We love we love our moms. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of things. Finding freedom when Shalon says she could always find freedom later, mm-hmm. wearing another face. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many great moments, dude. Kaladin not wanting to be a light eyes, but there he is. Mm-hmm. Um, no sense in hiding, but Moash is hiding. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a it's a really great chapter. Oh yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Great chapter. Chapter 88. Oh, Here geez. we go. Here we We're go. We're getting closer. Here we go, dude. The man who owned the winds. Who yeah. is this guy? Who who, uh, who owned the winds? Yeah, I think it's the guy I, actually I, who bought, you know, the, 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 the man who sold the world. It's the same guy. But Same he just guy. sold the winds too. He's like, oh, here I, I <laughs> the man who sold the world, he also sold it to a guy who bought the winds, I think. Well, the winds were an accessory. He thought he had the winds with it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And then he had it was it was sold separately. He's like, he said, Oh, um, I'll buy the world. Um, do the winds come with this? <laughs> uh, no, sir. Sorry. <laughs> winds um, are extra. Yeah, winds are extra. <laughs> the man who owned the winds, we have an excerpt from the diagram, North Wall, Coda, Windowsill region. I like how it's all de- detailed in terms of where it was written. Yeah, too. Like, it seems to be you know, important. To have any detail mm-hmm. that you can possibly get, yeah. it's referenced in case, just in case it has any meaning. Yeah, which exactly. I'm guessing it may It ha- might, it, yeah, it, it might. Very well might, right? Yeah. 117-309-0605, a bunch of other numbers, kind of similar. <laughs> he just yada yada all... the other numbers, yada yada. What's that? You just yada yada the other numbers. I did yada yada. Yeah, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. I don't expect you to read them all. Um, well, I mean, 090, yes. Yeah, so it would appear that 1173 is the only common four-digit uh, number at the start of each of these, um, of which there are four, eight, ten. Oh, mm-hmm. there's ten. Yeah, it's and in the little oh, there you go. blurb at the bottom here, it says this appears to be a sequence of dates. A sequence of dates, but their relevance is as yet unknown. So, like maybe eleven seventy three is like the year. So it, mm-hmm. everything's happening in the same year, but these are all just different months and weeks and days or something. I don't know. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure how their calendar works, but yeah, it's a, it's a little interesting. They soon began to move into the tower. Adolin's explorations were far from finished. Night was approaching. The temperature was dropping outside. The high storm that hit the shattered plains would be raging across the land currently mm-hmm. and would eventually hit these mountains. An unscheduled high storm, Shalon thought, walking through the dark hallways with her guards. Here we have the hallways. The hallways are in big display in this chapter. The, uh, not just this chapter. Sanderson They're loves on, him some I, hallways. He really does. He does. I think you said to me, I think you said to me that maybe this might have to do with any like prior D&D-ness that uh, Sanderson might have. 
it's just part of it, you know? Yeah, it, it's I think just, so. It, um, and I also like the way it traps and focuses uh, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right? It's definitely good for, it, for, for combat, right? Because it's enclosed. Oh, the, yeah. The fighters well, can't really go anywhere, though the arena fighting is except, awesome. But except when you're playing it, then it's not so much Then it's fun not so good. Then, Especially when it's maneuver, like one square and you're like, one, yeah. you're like in a line ready yeah, for, to take harsh. a lightning. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Shalon thought, so an unscheduled high storm walking through the dark hallways with her guards and something else uh, coming from the other direction. Yeah, this is an interesting way to look at what's happening in the mindset of many of these people. They've gone through this oath gate. Mm -hmm. They're somewhere else. Uh, Dalinar was looking for salvation. Shalon was to deliver it. Right. This is salvation. This is crossing the desert, if you will. And yet there's still this, you know, crazy threat that's out there. Something else is coming in the other direction. This tower, its contents, again, here in the text, I love it. Every hallway was a majestic wonder. Yeah. It spoke worlds about how tired she was, that she didn't want to draw any of it. She just wanted to sleep. Yeah. This this is one of my little highlights because again it builds the character in the text for sure. Um, she's so tired right now, and but she's so in awe of being here. Right, she can't she can't do her thing. Like even she's not drawing. Yeah, even traveling through the <laughs> frostlands when she was in like dire danger. Yeah, she's like, can we just Hands stop so freezing. I can like uh, draw these rock buds or whatever? Yeah. And but now yeah. she's like, this is how tired I am, yo. Like I can't even. She's fucking... basically. <laughs> She's basically pooped. She is. She's pooped out. (laughs) She's like, guys, I'm pooped. Guys is like, I've been pooped before. Yeah, I've been pooped. That's the condition on on, on her D&D character sheet. Condition is pooped. It gives her like minus two to everything. Um, Okay, so their sphere light revealed something odd on the wall ahead. Shalon frowned, and she actually finds a small folded piece of paper like a card. And it was on the wall. She glanced back at her guards who looked at her equally confused. So the guards didn't know anything yeah, about they, it. Yeah, they didn't, uh, they didn't see it happen or anything. They didn't see where she it came She pulled from. the card off the wall. It had been stuck there with weevil wax. Now, we've had that before. Yeah, yeah. But it, I don't know if it is significant with when we... I don't, I don't think that there is this. any like it's deeper meaning to it. Substance. Mm-hmm. It's just another, okay. it's just another thing that we've learned about over the course of this, uh, the, the, these books. Inside of the card was the triangle symbol of the ghost bloods and beneath it was Shalon's name, not Vale's name, Shalon's. Yeah, buddy. Dude, this was such a good moment. And again, yeah. I can't, once we get to the Sander Lynch, I wish that, um, I wish that we could have, uh, you know, done more live reads. Yeah. Because I would like to read it and then like look up to you and be like oh like, like yeah. this is crazy we, we have can, to talk, we can about, talk about that for the next book let me ask you a question though what okay like, what do you you know we've finished two books now i think you mm-hmm. we get to know a little bit more about this organization known as the ghost bloods what do you okay. think about them like what do you think of them i haven't made up my mind to do be you, honest do you think they're a bad organization or do you think that they're a good organization do you think that maybe they're maybe more neutral like they're whatever is good for the ghost bloods kind of thing 
I'm really not clear on their motivations. Mm -hmm. So right now, in terms of, if I had to translate it to the Dungeons and Dragons factions of Fifth yeah. Edition, let's say, you know, or, yeah, yeah. or um, I would say that they they are exuding borderline Zentarum vibes. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. Instead of three yeah. triangles, it's like a serpent with yeah. some wings or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 Zentarum for me. They're just they're kind of they might be trying to play both sides, but I think that their side is the side yeah Marais, you know, Marais says something really interesting later we'll, we'll let, let's get to it and uh, we'll, we'll talk go about over it, it. Yeah. yeah okay panic sets in with shallan alertness and in a moment she had sucked in like i love this she sucked in the light from her guards lanterns yeah plunging the corridor into darkness so she reacts instinctively kaladin does this shallan does this they are radiant. I love that they just jump into certain modes when something kind of goes wrong. Yeah. Or, um, it's like becoming uh, instinctual. Know, unnerves them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Light shone from a doorway nearby. She stared at this, uh, this light from the door. Gaz moved up to investigate, but Shalon stopped him. And then she thinks, should I run or fight? Run where, she thinks. She steps up to the doorway, again motioning her guards back. In the doorway stands Marais, or stood inside, rather, gazing out a large glassless window that looked, that overlooked another section of the, uh, the innards of the tower. He turned toward her, twisted and scarred. Mm -hmm. I'm just... I'm just playing with the language here twisted was also we had that with kaladin just, we had that with zeth just recently right yeah mm -hmm. yet somehow refined in his gentleman's clothing so she had been found out yeah this i like you know what i love, you know what I love about this the veil has been lifted yeah it it has yeah. right like mm -hmm. yeah there's I, I like how you know some of these, some of these stories or like movies or TV shows would keep this thing mm -hmm. going longer, mm -hmm. but he, he drops it. He says, you know what? The jig is up and now you're going to have mm -hmm. to, you're going to have to live in a new world now where the ghost bloods know who you are. And now we're going to have to try to traverse that. Do you know what I mean? Like it was right. fun just being veil for the whole book and, and pretending and like fooling them. But you know what? You didn't fool them. They know who you are now. They and know who you are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's really great. What what I find most fascinating is is where was Marais? Now she contemplates it in a minute, but I think it's fairly clear that like part of the army, part of like like this is close. Mm -hmm. Marais is close. Yeah. That's what I feel. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. I don't think beyond that at this point. Right. But Marais is close. Close enough to be able to know some stuff. Well, close enough to put a note, close enough to be here, close enough to... Like, He's got people close enough to have seen her use her shit and then yeah. figure out that it wasn't Vale, that the Shallan was the person who was behind it all. So like, right. there was only a select people that were in that, those, those rooms, those pavilions and mm -hmm. the, that, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Marais stood, okay. Gentlemen's clothing, I like this. I know, I am no longer a child. Oh yeah, this is gonna be great to talk with you about it. Yeah, this is my favorite line. Sh Shalon is thinking, I'm no longer a child who hides in her room when the shouting comes. She thought firmly to herself, walking into the room. 
if I run from this man, he will see me as something to be hunted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. No longer the child who hides. She's out in the open. Next paragraph, she stepped right up to him, ready to summon pattern. He wasn't like other shard blades. She acknowledged that now. Yeah. He could come more quickly than the 10 requisite heartbeats. Yeah, she acknowledged that now. The, ne- the next sentence is, he'd done that before. She hadn't been willing to admit that he was capable of it. Admitting that would have meant too much. Right. She wasn't ready, just, just like Kaladin. Mm-hmm. Wasn't ready to accept being radiant. Um, I think Kaladin wasn't ready for the responsibility and what it would mean that mm. everyone knew what he could do because he was afraid of it mm-hmm. being taken away from him. Right. Shalon wasn't ready because it means that she has to start admitting stuff to herself about who mm. she was back in that manor house and what mm. her past was like. She's put up so many walls that she doesn't want to deal with any of that. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's I think it's interesting that her father, her father, who, uh, who we were, I think we discuss it in this chapter, mm-hmm. right? I think we so. get the story. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, do we, or what? Did yeah. you read the chapter? I mean, yeah, <laughs> you all? it's, it's, this is huge. So, I mean, well, just to skip ahead, I, I didn't know if we were going to do it chronologically, but, um, her father having protected her. Yeah, dude. Okay. So, so that perspective gets flipped and, and I, the truth. And, and, and I think that I was like sort of maintaining the doubt in that story. Mm -hmm. You did. And I tried like hell to try to make you not think about it. To not think that. Well, ever since we read, it was in the text, uh, a red carpet once white. Ever since we read that, you were like, you were on it. You were like, you were like a bloodhound. You were on the, the, on the trail. You caught the scent and you were on it. And I tried like hell to try to like veer you off a little bit to (laughs) keep the mystery alive. Yeah. Well, it was, it's, it's still mystery to me in in terms of the revelation. Like, like when you actually find out, right? it's just guessing and, you know, Mm -hmm. looking into the future, it's being a void bringer. Okay. Let's get to it. Um, okay. So, um, but it, I, I find it with, with her, her father considered her a bauble, wanted her, uh, you know, to, to show off his, his, uh, his, uh, pretty little daughter, if you will. She, she wanted nothing to do with that. Right. And would do anything to avoid it. And in the end, ends up becoming radiant, ends up becoming something that shines, if you will. Right. Like it's, she can't escape it in, in some ways. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's. She is the know. jewel of House Devar. She is the jewel. Right. She, and not for any reason for, you know, uh, um, having a, a dress or something. No, because she might be one of the most for, powerful for having, people in the for entire having world. Abilities. Yeah. Yeah. For having abilities and strength mm-hmm. and courage and all these other, other yeah. things that are actually meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I guess it, I, I guess a dress can be meaningful, but now we're back to Disney princess talk. And yeah, okay, we're, we we're off the rails now. <laughs> okay. Um, 10 requisite heartbeats. He'd done that before admitting that would have meant too much. How many more of my lies, she thought, hold me back from things I could accomplish. That's kind of my highlight. Yeah. My highlight is the actual, what to the think next about. line. The next line. Yeah. But she needed those lies. She needed them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. The lies we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. Like how I tell myself that I still look like I did when I was 21. Don't, don't fucking correct me. Don't you fucking dare. I'm not going to correct you, son. No, I'm not going to. Oh, I called you son. Yeah, you yeah you're like my Dalinar. Yeah, I'm your Dalinar. Uh, uh, you led me on a grand hunt, Vale, says Marais. If your abilities had not been manifest during the course of saving the army, I perhaps never would have located your false identity. Vale is my false identity, Marais, Shalon says. I am me. He inspects her. I think not. She meets his gaze, but shivered inside. I like this a lot. This is a Batman, like Bruce Wayne thing, I like, right? Yes, and I like that he, that Marais, um, sees through her. Yeah. Sees past Shalon. Unless I'm wrong, we'll see. I, th- I think um, that what he what he's saying is that you were probably, I mean, this is a deep cut here, but that you were probably mm. more yourself as Vale than you ever were as Shalon. Right. Just yeah. like Bruce Wayne is the uh, is the the mask he wears, but Batman's who he really is. Yeah, I really like. Or that. how Clark Kent is the facade, and right. and you know, yeah, like that I really like thing. that yeah, stuff. Of a curious position you're in, Murray says. Will you hide the true nature of your powers? I was able to guess what they are, but others will not be so knowledgeable. They might see only the blade and not ask what else you can do. I don't see how that's a concern of yours. You are one of us, Murray says. We look after our own. Interesting that he says that, our own. Yeah. Well, first of all, am I making a big mistake here by referring to Marais as a he? Uh, I can't no, remember he, if, uh, Marais which is a, pronoun is a man. or... No, no. Uh, he, he, okay, it's a, he? he? Okay. Yeah. Shalon frowns, but you've seen through the lie. Are you saying you don't want to be one of the ghost bloods? His tone was not threatening, but those eyes, storms, those eyes could have drilled through stone. Mm-hmm. We do not offer the invitation to just anyone. She says, you killed Yasna. Yes. After she, in turn, had assassinated a number of our members, you didn't think her hands were clean of blood, did you? This is what you were Fail. saying before. You were like, uh... Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't like being reminded of that about Yasna. Mm-hmm. Now, because it, it, because it um, you know, it, it reeks a little bit of Amaram. Right. You have to do things for the greater good. A little Teravangian in mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. It it puts it puts her in a uh, more complicated sort of um, category, I think, with Yasna. Yeah, uh, like Yasna is able and... to play the long game. She sees the big picture. That sometimes you have to hire an assassin to kill your sister-in-law because your sister-in-law. Is sort yeah. of a bitch, <laughs> right? Like that's she's because at the beginning in the prologue, that's what she was doing. She was hiring an assassin yeah. to kill Asadon. I know to potentially know. kill Asadon. And the other thing right. she said is by hiring not just this assassin but all the other assassins. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I've hired them, and they can't come after my family. There's no assassins left to hire to come after me. 
Right. Right. So she hired as many as she, she could. could. Yeah, hired as many as she could. So mm-hmm. it's not surprising that Yasna did this, but also a little disappointing. You know, this is like the lesson. A little bit, yeah. Shalon would never have preemptively killed Ghostbloods with assassins. Just like Shalon never would have went into that alley and killed those men. But Yasna? Yasna does. Yasna did, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, she's awesome. Yeah, that's one little thing about Yasna's character that I'm not, um, I don't like being reminded. I, and I, I was telling you just before we started recording mm-hmm. that it's not my favorite thing yeah. to be reminded about her. Yeah. But I still do carry um, a torch for Yasna. You do. I should have guessed that you would turn out to be Shalon Devar. Marais continued, I feel a fool for not seeing it earlier. Feel a fool. Here we are. Here we have another character that is Comparing feeling himself. the fool. Mm-hmm. Kaladin, a number of others in the series. Yeah. Your family has a long history of involvement in these events. I will not help you, says Shalon. Curious. You should know that I have your brothers. She looks at him sharply. Your house is no more, Murray says. Your family's grounds have been seized by a passing army. I rescued your brothers from the chaos of the succession war and am bringing them here. Your family, however, does owe me a debt. One soulcaster. Broken. He met her eyes. How convenient that you, by my estimations, are one little knife. Um... I'm going to reread that because it reads differently yeah. for me. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your family, however, does owe me a debt. Mm-hmm. One soul caster broken. He broken. met her eyes. How convenient that you, by my estimation, are one. Are one. Little knife. Yeah. She's not one little knife. She is right. a broken. She's one broken soul caster. Yeah. Fuck, dude, that is an awesome fucking Isn't imagery. Am- <laughs> because she is, she can soul cast, and she's she fucking broken. Ca- it's fucking right. awesome, dude. It's my Isn't highlight it of the- amazing? It's my highlight of the chapter, yeah. is that line. Yeah, I, I've, got, I've got it highlighted as well. It's, uh, it's so amazing. Um, you know, it, again, Sanderson dropping about the broken- Yes, they, yes. They were all broken, and that there's value in things that are broken- mm. Mm-hmm. And here you have the debt that's owed, and Marais seems very pleased about it. And just the imagery of this broken soul caster that they had from mm-hmm. their dad, and now she is a uh, Knight's Radiant who can soul cast and is broken. It's just perfect symmetry. It's just, yeah. it's really great. Like, I fucking love it so much. Oh, that's cool. The symmetry of it is neat. That's, that's, that's neat to think mm-hmm. about, too. Um, she summons Pattern, I will kill you before I let... You use them as blackmail. No blackmail, Marais said. They will arrive safe. A gift to you. You may wait upon my words and see. I mention your debt only so that it has a chance to find purchase in your mind. Mm-hmm. I like this Marais. I like him too, man. I really like him. I do. I like his fine, the fine clothes and uh, his, um, I don't know. He's got a, he has a, a way about him. Mm-hmm. Why, says Shalon, she's asking him. Because you are ignorant. Marais steps closer, towering over her. Mm-hmm. A little imita- intimidation here. You don't know who we are. You don't know what we're trying to accomplish. You don't know much of anything at all, Vale. 
Why did your father join us? Why did your brother seek out the skybreakers? I have done some research, you see. I have answers for you. You want to talk about that? Yeah. um, There's a lot here. Mm -hmm. Like, why did your father join us? Why did your brother seek out the skybreakers? Skybreakers. Yeah. We've heard that in the the words of radiance excerpts that we read yeah it's, it's one a, of it's the another knights, order it's a knights of one of the knights of radiance and we yeah. actually we actually hear that name again after when we have this conversation between um the man that zeth. lift calls darkness and zeth right right so yeah we, we'll get right. to the, the how that correlates later we'll get but to that one of the things i love here is that and darkness and darkness is the blade dude right yeah 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 i will so get to that we'll get to Anyways, that um so we'll get to that one of the things i, know, I love here is that um <clears throat> you know remember how we talked about how sadius has a had a way of talking that you know you should hate yeah. the guy but he says stuff sometimes that just makes so much sense, sense and you're like yeah, yeah. man he's mm-hmm, making mm-hmm. a lot of sense Moraes is like that yeah Moraes mm-hmm. is like li- listen we um where is it here we we look you, after you, our you, own right yes um, are you saying you don't want to be part of the ghost bloods? Cause you're, you're, you're already in. Right. And then he's like, um, I have your brothers. No, this isn't blackmail. They'll arrive safely. It's a gift to you. I just want it's you to think to about what I've been saying. Okay. And then he's like, you're ignorant. You don't know who we are. You don't know what we're trying to accomplish. You don't know much right. of anything at all. Vale. I may have killed your master, but you have no fucking idea why and what we're doing. So before you like pigeonhole us as the bad guys, right? you have to think, you don't know anything. You don't know why your dad was involved with us. You don't know why your brother wanted to check out the skybreakers. I have all that information and I'm willing to share it with you. So he's being a fucking well, complete he, dick, but I kind of believe him too. Like I kind of believe him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's speaking from a position of, of power or authority, or I would add a third one, which could be, uh, obscurity right he could have nothing to offer that's very true too and this and this could be nothing but a bluff for sure for sure there's so just when i read I, this I, there's a part of me that like wants to believe him <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like oh absolutely i don't know it's just great absolutely he, he's a great character he's uh he's a little he's written i think anyways a little bit seductive yes yes you know he's got that 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 uh, I don't know uh, parcel tongue or not parcel tongue. That's that's Harry Potter. Um, silver tongue. Yes, sort of, uh, he definitely has. He, de- he well, he's dressed like a gentleman. He's you know he's got mm. a, a very charismatic way about him, even though he might not be attractive. I will give you time to consider. You seem to think that your newfound place among the radiance makes you unfit for our numbers, but I see it differently, as does my Babsk. Let Shalon Devar be irradiant, conformist, and noble. Let Vale come to us. He stops in the doorway and let her find truth. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's great. He disappears into the hallway, and Shalon found herself feeling even more drained than before. I want to... Uh, dude, this is such a great highlight for me. Mm-hmm. He took her stormlight out of her yeah did he really he drained well no but it's i'm just speaking poetically oh, oh okay like, okay he drained her right 
The language is drained. Right, that's right. He drew from her with this conversation. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that she's like a dun sphere right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I just think that's, that's really cool. Yeah. She dismisses Pattern, leans back against the wall. Of course, Mraes would have found his way here. He'd likely been among the armies somewhere. Been among them? He could be one of them. Yeah. We don't know. As a, as a ghost blood, who's to say that he's not uh, adept at being other right. characters? With just literally people? like uh, a run-of-the-mill disguises. Yeah. This guises has got disguises. <laughs> this guises got... Yeah, that's funny. Um... Getting to Urethiro had been one of the Ghostblood's primary goals, and despite her determination not to help them, she'd transported them, along with the army right where they wanted to go. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate, right? She was, like, really trying yeah. hard to not spill the beans to them and not, like, to yeah. really work against them finding out, and then she literally led mm-hmm. them right to the place they wanted to go, so... You know, it, it's... it's it, I, I, I'm going to just decide that I love it, because because as readers, we get it all. Mm-hmm. We get we get Shalon's accomplishment with getting everybody here to safety, and you've, you've saved everyone, you've saved everyone, but then Sanderson just gives us this little, yeah, you did, but... but but someone's success is another person's, you know, demise. Right. And then it's like what you said before. I'm going to bring it up again. But like, sure, she yeah. saved everyone and got everyone to this tower. But the tower is right. dangerous itself. Sure, mm-hmm. she won the day and saved everyone. But she also brought in yeah. the evil that she tried to keep out. The evil. And yeah. I say that in quotations, but. Yeah. yeah. Evil. Evil. E- evil. Okay. Her brother's. Are they actually safe? What of her family's what of her family's servants, her brothers betrothed? I like that she thought of them too. Mm-hmm. For sure. I really like that. Um, let her find truth. What if she didn't want to find the truth? When she thinks that pattern hums softly. Mm-hmm. After walking through the tower's ground floor, using her own glow for light, she found Adolin in the hallway, where. He said he would be. I like that. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a man of his words. He is. They made him look slightly less intoxicatingly handsome, the, referring to the the purple the bruises on his face. Mm-hmm. Though there was a rugged, I punched a lot of people today. Quality to that. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I punched a lot of people. Yeah, that's that's great. one of my little highlights. You look exhausted, he said, giving her a peck of a kiss. And you look like. You let someone play sticks with your face. You should get some sleep too, she says to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a game in Roshar sticks. is playing sticks with your face. Yeah, I, we should. We should try that. <laughs> we'll live stream Stick it. Face, you know, I will, he says, but uh, soon he touches her face. You're amazing. You realize you saved everything. Everyone. No need to treat me like I'm glass, Adolin. Again. Mm-hmm. There's her not wanting to be the bauble, right? Yeah. You're a radiant, he says. I mean, he ran his hand through her persistently messy hair. Shalon, you're something greater than even a light eyes. Was that a wise crack about my girth? What? No, I mean... He begins to blush. I will not let this be awkward, Adolin. But... He's, going, he's about to speak, but... She interrupts him and grabs him in an embrace. 
and forced him into a kiss, mm -hmm. a deep and passionate one. He tried to mumble something, but she kept on kissing, pressing her lips against his, letting him feel her desire. He melted into the kiss and then grabbed her by the torso and pulled her close. Okay, hold on. Stop the presses. Hold on here. <laughs> this is this... might be the sexiest thing Sanderson has ever written. <laughs> like, I feel like the kid in Princess Bride. It's like, is this a kissing book? Yeah. Is, is like, this, what's the deal? Is this a I grinding put, book? Because these two yeah, are about to grind. Down. No, listen, seriously, though. <laughs> like, Sanderson doesn't write a lot of, like, there's hardly any sex. It's alluded to. No. There's not a lot no, of get... a lot of that stuff. And, and that's okay. I'm not saying that there should be. If you want that kind of no. stuff, go go read a Brent Weeks novel. He's got a lot of sex in it. Um, but <laughs> but this is, this is fucking sexy as shit, bro. And maybe it's because we don't yeah. get a lot of it in these books. Like, mm -hmm. a deep, passionate one. Like, she kept kissing, pressing her lips, letting him feel her desire. Yeah, dude. Get yours, Shalon. I know. That's I know. awesome. It's, it, it's, uh, it's pretty intense. Mm -hmm. Um, I, uh. I don't know if they've right. had a moment it, it, like this it, it, before, haven't they? I don't like they've kissed, well, but I don't think they've had a passionate kiss. No, not not as written like this. And I and I like it that he's the one that's speaking and she's the one that that uh, yeah. initiates this. Right. Um it's it's really great. Mm -hmm. It's a great moment. I love it. Um but uh, even though it's it's an amazing moment, of course, Storms, that's smarts, says Adolin. Because it actually hurts, because he's he's got the bruises all <laughs> yeah, over he's, his he's beat up. face and body. Oh, says Shalon, remembering the bruises on his face. Sorry. He grins and winces. It's worth it anyway. I'll promise to avoid being awkward if you avoid being too irresistible. At least until I'm healed up. Hmm. Deal? Deal. Deal. He looked to her guards. Nobody disturbs the Lady Radiant, understand? They nodded. Even he has adopted this Lady Radiant. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder, if, I wonder if that will persist in private, because when he sees her in this case, he doesn't address her by name. No. He just says, you look exhausted, and gives, he gives her a peck. So he doesn't call her Shalon. Hmm. It's like a oh, title, right? No, he, no, no, he does. He does. He, uh, when he's putting his fingers through her hair, he says, Shalon, you're something great, something greater than, than even a light right, eyes. Right, so he does say her name. That, that line kind of bugged me a little bit, you know? Yeah. You're like, you're, you're even, you're even greater than I am. Like, yeah. I, I'm already great because I've got these light <laughs> eyes. The, did you check these, these puppies yeah, out? Did you check these, check these puppies? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's a little, yeah, it's, it's a little, meh. Yep. Anyways. Um. Yeah, what a great moment. It's uh it's very passionate. Um worth it. Nobody disturbs the lady. Sleep well, he says. Hopefully the room is suitable. Your spren shows it. Hmm. So he gets her to this uh to this area. Many of the rooms still had wooden doors despite their long abandonment, but this one this one I think had a stone door, is that right? Mm -hmm. Her spren, Shalon frowned, then stepped into the room. Adolin closed the door. Shalon studied the windowless stone chamber. Why had Pattern chosen this particular place for her? Windowless. 
Adeline had left a stormlight lantern for her, which was extravagant considering they were trying to conserve all their light. Right. A small square chamber with a stone bench in the corner. There were a few blankets, and she thought, where, where did Adeline find blankets? Mm -hmm. She frowned at the wall. The rock here was faded in a square as if someone had once hung a picture here. Actually, that looked oddly familiar. Not that she'd been here before, but the place that square hung on the wall. It was exactly in the same place where the picture had hung on her father's wall back in Yaakoved. Mm -hmm. And her mind began to fuzz. Pattern says, hmm, it is time. Right. No, she says. It is time, he repeated. The ghost bloods circle you. The people need a radiant. Yeah, but they have one. The bridge boy. Not enough. They need you. Mm -hmm. Shalon blinks out tears against her will. The room started to change. And the white carpet appeared. Nice. A picture on the wall. The furniture. The walls painted light blue. Mm-hmm. There are those, the light blue walls that need the painting again. Yeah, Zale. Oh, yeah, right. Two corpses. Shalon stepped over one. Though it was just an illusion, she walked to the wall. A painting had appeared. Part of the illusion was outlined with a white glow. Something was hidden behind it. She pulled aside the picture, or tried to. But it was nothing. It was just a recreation of, of memory. A memory that she wished she didn't have. Mmm. A better lie, Shalon, says Pattern. Yeah, like, create a better lie. Create a better lie, yeah. She blinked away the tears, her fingers lifted, and she pressed them against the wall again. She could feel the painting's frame, even though it wasn't real. Mm -hmm. For that moment, she pretended that it was and let the image capture her. Can I just keep pretending, she asks. No. What a heartbreaking line. I know, right? Like she knows she can't, but like she asks anyways, like maybe. It's all, it's, it's like being a child. Yeah. Can I keep pretending? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. She was there in her father's room trembling. She pulled aside the picture, revealing the strong box in the wall beyond. She raised the key and hesitated. Mother's soul is inside. Mm, no, not her soul. That which took her soul. Right. I'm getting goosebumps, dude. Just, just rereading this yeah, with I you know, right it's, now. It's intense, Shalon right? unlocked the safe. She unlocks the safe and there inside a small shard blade. Little knife. Mm -hmm. Thrust into the strong box hastily, tip piercing through the black the hilt towards her. Is, this was you. Isn't that awesome? Whispers. The strong box is too yeah. small to fit the knife, but right. it's stuck through the back of the safe. Through it. Isn't that yeah, awesome? Yeah, and there's the hilt. Yeah. I know, it's amazing. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. This was you, she whispers to Pattern. Pattern says, mm, yes. Father took you from me and tried to hide you in here. Of course that was useless. You vanished as soon as he closed the strongbox. You would have faded into mist. He wasn't thinking clearly. Neither of us were. She turns around. 
red carpet once white. Mm -hmm. Her mother's friend lay on the floor bleeding from the arm, though that wound hadn't killed him. Shalon walked to the other corpse, the one face down in the beautiful dress of blue and gold. Red hair spilled out in a pattern around her head. I just love the language of that. Mm -hmm. Red hair spilled like the red hair is the blood. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really and cool. in a pattern around her head. Mm-hmm. I just, I just love it. Yeah. Sanderson. Mr. Sanderson. Shalon knelt and rolled over her mother's corpse, confronting a skull with burned out eyes. Why did she try to kill me, Pattern? Dun, dun, dun. It started when she found out what I could do. She remembered now, her mother's arrival with a friend that Shalon didn't recognize to confront her father. Her mother's shouts, arguing with father. Mother calling Shalon one of them. Ooh. One of them, the others. Right. Her father barges in. Mother's friend has a knife. The two struggle. The friend getting cut in the arm. Blood spilled on the carpet. The friend had won that fight, eventually holding her father down, pinning him on the ground. Mother took the knife and came for Shalon, and then... And then a sword in Shalon's hands. You know what this makes me think of? What? And then, all of, like, all of a sudden, a sword in Shalon's hands. Right. This is how she killed Tin. Yeah. She thrust it out, and all of a sudden, the sword was in her hand. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's almost like a, a weird foreshadowing about something that happened in the past. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. I think, I think it's that she's not like an active warrior. Mm-hmm. She just reacts. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's reactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Um, a sword in Shalon's hands. He let everyone believe that he'd killed her, says Shalon. That he had murdered his wife and her lover in a rage when I was the one who actually killed them. He lied to protect me. Mm-hmm. I know, says Pattern. That secret destroyed him. It destroyed our entire family. I know, says Pattern. Yeah. I hate you, she whispers, staring into her mother's dead eyes. I know says Pattern. Eventually, you will kill me, and you will have your revenge. I don't want revenge. I want my family. Shalon wrapped her arms around herself and buried her head in them, weeping as the illusion bled white smoke, then vanished, leaving her in an empty room. Jeez Louise, dude. I know, right? Fucking sad. It's so visual. It's, yeah. um, I love that, wrapping her arms around herself, burying her head in them, I just, um, yeah, I really feel for Shalon here. This is a, this is a huge moment in this series. This has been told this entire book. Yeah. This story, her mother, 
And we're not really clear as to what the mother is referring to. You're one of them. Yeah. You're one of the radiants. Yep. We want to prevent the radiants mm-hmm. from returning. Remember, anything that was different too could be seen as being a void bringer. It's possible mm-hmm. his mom, her mom thought her a void bringer because some weird right. stuff was going on. But you're right. Right. It is not explained what her mom meant. And so that is definitely something to remember. You know, like them. Right. There, there, there's definitely, yes, and it's in italics, so there's definitely something to remember there. Um, right. I hate you to pattern. That's You know sad, what dude. though? Yeah, but she says, I hate you staring at her mother's dead eyes. So I'm kind of taking that a bit from a sort of a dual perspective. Like she's saying that Yes, I hate mom. you pattern because, because pattern you appeared in my hands Without you, my mother, I wouldn't have killed my mother without you. Right. But the two are so inextricably linked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like, well, it's pattern that did it. Not, right. not, not I. But you're also saying that when he, she says, I hate you and she's staring at her mother, she's thinking that about her mother too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, how can we as readers not think about, at least think about right. that? Right. She must be thinking that. Mm-hmm. You tried to kill me. Father had to carry a bridge. Yeah. He, it drove him mad. The ironic part, she had to kill him too. She I killed know. both her parents, dude. I know. Yeah, it's a very tragic. Uh, and can I quote um, Kaladin Stormbless for a second? Yeah, go ahead. She smiled anyways. And she smiled anyway, yeah. Fuck man, yeah. Shalon's story is Shalon so Devar. fucking sad, dude. Like, it's sad, but but again, it's so powerful because when you see what she carries, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping where she goes, right, into uh, into the future, we get a um, perspective or sorry, a, a, a POV change here. Mm-hmm. And what do we, we get? go to Amram? We get an Amram POV here. POV, dude. Yeah, this is really cool. I was kind of hoping for the entire um, uh, letter here that he's um, right that he's putting in here. I can only conclude Amram wrote hurriedly, and again, we have to remind ourselves about that. Amram writing. Well, he's writing the glyphs, a messy sloppy. The glyphs. Ink. So he's not actually writing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any no. handwriting. He's writing a bunch of glyphs that will, like pictograms yeah. almost, that will yeah. explain what he's trying to say. But we don't get very many characters doing that. No. So we, um, sorry, the glyphs are a sloppy, <laughs> a mess of sloppy ink that we have been successful. He says, Rastaris. He's writing this to Rastaris. Remember, we've talked about this, this organization All that he's different. with. We get a name mm-hmm. for it in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and Rastaris seems to be the head of that organization. Yeah. The sons of honor. Mm-hmm. Cool name, right? cool name um just i'm not so sure about mrm's involvement mm-hmm. um the reports from dalinar's army indicate that void bringers were not only spotted but they fought red eyes ancient powers they have apparently unleashed a new storm upon the world upon this world mm-hmm. actually that might be important day eh? upon this world Indicative that there are others? Well, we, I mean, you know that the Cosmere is full of different planets, right? I know the word Cosmere. I don't know what 
lies within it. And I don't really know that Roshar is... Is it a, is Roshar a realm, a planetoid? Right. I don't know any yeah, of that. Yeah, that's true. You don't really know anything. You know nothing, Jack Snow. <laughs> I know nothing. But I do know, I do know the word Cosmere. Right. Yeah. He looked up from his pad and, and peeked out the window. His carriage rattled down the roadway in Dalinar's war camp. All of his soldiers were away, and his remaining guards had gone to oversee the exodus. Even with Amaram's new reputation in disgrace mm-hmm. from Dalinar, he's able to get in here with ease. Right. But he's not a stupid dude. No, of course. He turned back to his paper, and uh, so I guess uh, continuing to address Rastaris. I do not exult in this success, he wrote. Lives will be lost. It has ever been our burden as the sons of honor to return the heralds, to return the, dom- the dominance of the church. We had to put the world into a crisis. Ah. Things are all coming together now. Mm-hmm. We had to put the world into crisis to return the heralds, to return, to the, return dominance the dominance of the, of the church. church. Remember, the, the church ruled over everything a very long time ago. The hierarchy. Right. right. And they want, and they want it back. Yeah. Um, Shalon told us from sneaking around in Amram's house that she found out that mm-hmm. one of his goals was to try to bring back the void bringers. Mm-hmm. We fa- also know that it seemed like Gavilar whom, you know, he says later Gavilar would be proud. Gavilar was mm-hmm. also attached to these sons of honor and Gavilar's mission was to bring back the Parshendi's gods. Right. Right. So the whole point of it was to put the world to, in crisis in the hopes that the re- heralds would return to the, to the world. And that people would then return to the church. Yeah. Maybe like, because things are so, because things are so awful. Right. Wow. Crazy. Right. I have to say that, that this is very prescient considering certain events happening in the world today. Right. Um, or prescient relevant. Um, well, I'm not going to think too, too much about it right now. I will say this. I do like, I do like the name sons of honor. I think that's, I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to find out more about why H, uh, why the H is capitalized, why honor is capitalized. Well, we know why one of the names of the almighty is honor. With a capital honor, H. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Right. Okay. So the mm-hmm. sons of so, honor. So, so sons of the almighty is right. really. Right. An, another, another translation. And it okay, makes sense it. that they want to try to bring back the dominance of the, uh, of the church because they are sons of the church, sons of honor. Right. But to thrust, but to thrust the world in chaos to do it. That is ever their burden, Jack. Don't question I mean, their motives. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the crisis we now have is a terrible one, says, continues Amram. The heralds will return. How can they not, with the problems that we now face? But many will die, so very many. Nalan sent, sorry, send that it is worth the loss. Now, Nalan, that's kind of whom Amram venerates. I guess so, yeah. Remember how we've talked about how yeah. certain characters like All to the different characters. invoke? He actually yes. invokes a couple of different ones in this POV. 
in this. So he might not through different heralds. Yeah, exactly. And he might not necessarily right. have a favorite or a chosen one that he likes to invoke. He right. seems to be dedicated to all the heralds and kind of mm-hmm. invokes all of them. So that's that's kind of neat. Regardless, I will have more information soon. When I next write to you, I hope to do so from Urathiru. That's rich. Amram's going to Urathiru? Okay. Yeah. He's I'd part like of to, uh, uh, see under what circumstances. He's part of Sadius's uh, crew, right? Like he's, right. he's one of the... Sadius is going. Right. So that means he should be allowed to go because Sadius is going. He's one of like Sadius's mm-hmm. like liege lords right. or whatever. Okay. The coach pulls to a stop and Amram pushes open the door. He handed the letter to the carriage driver, Pama. She took it and began digging in her satchel for the span read to send the communication to Rastaris. He would have done it, but you could not use a span read while moving. Right. It's an interesting little detail. Mm-hmm. She would destroy the papers when done. Amaram spared a glance for the trunks on the back of the coach. They contained a precious cargo, including all of his maps, notes, and theories. <laughs> I should... Uh, I should expand more in my journal and join Amaram in this collection of... <laughs> Notes and theories? <laughs> of wildly inaccurate theories. There yeah. you go. Should, should we have left those with his soldiers, bringing the force of 50 into Dalinar's war camp would have drawn attention for certain, even with the chaos here, so he'd ordered them to meet him on the plains. Mm-hmm. So he's got a force of 50 at the ready. That's, yeah. that's considerable. Yeah. Okay. He strode away from the coach pulled up the hood on his cloak. It was happening. It was really happening. The sons of honor, they were achieving their goal. Gavilar would have been proud. Amaram hastens his pace. He makes, it, he's make, makes his way to the corner of a monastery building mm-hmm. where they kept the insane. He looked about and then summoned his blade. A few swift slices would probably gain him entry, but, he's, but he stops. Oh, what was that? Spins around, certain that he'd seen someone approach. I'm guessing that this is going to come up. I'm hoping this comes up in the next book or something, that we get a little like reason why he, you know, spun around. Well, we do know. Because a little bit oh, later in this PPOV, uh, someone tries to assassinate and that was the same one I think that so. caused the noise or something yeah, here? Yeah, I think oh, okay, so. I okay, think it was like you, the, okay. the assassin failed on their self-check yeah, so or whatever. He, but, and and he then or he failed perception. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, he spun certain that he'd, that he'd seen someone approach, but it was nothing. Shadows playing tricks on him. He made his slices into the wall and then carefully pushed the hole that he'd made. The Great One, Talena Lat Ellen. Herald of War himself sat in the dark room in much of the same posture he'd borne before. Why must they keep you in such darkness, Amram says, dismissing the blade. This is not fit for the lowliest of men, let alone one such as yourself. I will have words with Dalinar about the way the insane are treated. No, he would not, actually. Dalinar thought him a murderer. Amram drew in a long, deep breath. Prices would need to be paid to see the Herald's return, but by Jezera himself, the loss of Dalinar's friendship would be a stiff one indeed. Mm-hmm. This 
it's um it almost made me want to like sympathize with Amram mm-hmm. um because he appears to be <clears throat> lamenting the loss of his of his friendship. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not I'm not quite yeah, there. Yeah, I'm not buying it's it. It's going to take it's going to take a lot more for, from Amram for me to have a different um a different impression of this character. Yeah. Cuz he's like um, cuz he's saying like oh the loss of Dalinar's friendship would be a stiff one indeed like he really is lamenting it. Yeah. But then he says in the next breath would that mercy had not stayed his hand all those months ago he could have executed that spearman saying right. I shouldn't have been a nice guy and I should have just killed him too and then right. I would have been able to keep my fake relationship with Dalinar. Right. Yeah. He hastened to the herald's side. Great prince, we must go. Talendalat did not move. He was whispering again, the same things as before. Who knew that Dalinar had grown so crafty in his old age? Time had changed both of them. Yeah, this is... I, I like this. I really am fascinated by thinking about what the relationships were like, the dynamics between the Blackthorn back in the day. Mm-hmm. What those beginning friendships were like between Amram, Sadius, and others. Yeah, Sadius, Gavilar. Like, I really yeah. hope, I hope that becomes a part of this series. Like, oh well, my gosh. Let's, I really, you know what? I'll, there there have been, I'll just say this, the last two mm-hmm. books have both yeah. had flashbacks informing us on our main characters in their life before the current timeline so it's not out of the realm of possibility that maybe eventually we will get that uh-huh good um please great prince says amram the man was enormous as tall as amram but built like a wall the dark brown skin had surprised him he expected fool uh, foolishly perhaps that all of the heralds would look a lethy. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. Jesus was white, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Oh yeah. He well, was really course, white, uh, like super white. Yeah. <laughs> he was like in Egypt and like Israel and stuff. And he was the only yeah. like super white dude there. It was really yeah, weird. Of course. Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> it's totally weird. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that makes me laugh. Oh my God. Um, the herald's dark eyes were of course some kind of disguise. See, that's the, the, it's there too. I know. I hate, it's, I don't like it. Harold when, of when War it has up. brown eyes and he's like, it's gotta be some right. kind of disguise. It's gotta be some kind of, it's gotta be some kind of, uh, maybe he's got drops in his eyes. Yeah. He's I know. in jail, I <laughs> but he's got drops or whatever. It's gotta be some kind of disguise. He can't be a dark eyes. And this, and these things that keep popping up, it, 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 it happens out of Adolin, it happens out of Dalinar. Uh, Dalinar, you see it in Amram. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's still there for sure. It is, you know, for sure it is. Yeah. So anyway, yes, it comes, and with it, your return to glory, says Amram, okay. because uh, Telinalat says the desolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does come. And with it, the, your return to glory, we must get you to... The herald's hand snapped up in front of him. Amaram started, freezing in place, as he saw something in the herald's fingers. A small dart. The tip dripping with some kind of clear liquid. This was so cool, yeah. dude. Like, what the fuck? Like, his instincts. Even though he's rambling and he's mad, he's insane, he's spent, what, was it thousands of years yeah. in some kind of 
torturous state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's still Amram, dude. He's still the war, the herald of war. The herald of war. Right. Amram glanced at the opening. A small figure there made a puffing sound. A blowgun held to lips beneath a half mask that covered the upper face. Half mask. The half mask. Yeah. We know someone who wears a half mask. We do. Yatil. Oh. The ghost blood, Iyatil. Yeah, is that, is, is that how you say it? Yeah. 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 That's it. It's just a guess. I don't could, know if it's really Iyatil, could, could but... Could be. I don't know. It's really cool, though. But that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, a half mask. Where, where, where was it here? The Herald's... The Herald's other hand shot out, quick as an eye blink, and snatched the dart from the air mere inches from Amaram's face. The ghost bloods. They weren't trying to kill the Herald. They were trying to kill Amaram. Mm-hmm. I like this coming from the ghost bloods. Yeah. Why not? Right? Just kill them. Kill those fuckers. You, you don't know. You don't know, Shalon. You're ignorant. You don't know what. You don't we're, know what we're trying to. Right. You don't know what we're trying to do. You don't know what we're trying to do here and here. The ghost bloods. They weren't trying to kill the Herald. They're trying to kill me. Right. He cried out, reaching his hand to the side, summoning the blade, but he was too slow. The figure, the half-mask, looked from him to the herald, then scuttled away with a soft curse. Amaram chased after, leaping the rubble of the wall and breaking out into light, but the figure was moving too quickly. (laughs) His heart was thumping in his chest. He looked back towards Telenalat, worried for the herald's safety. Really? Worried for the herald's safety? Well, you know. I know, I'm, I just thought, hmm. He just okay. caught those darts, bro. Dark brown eyes, startlingly lucid, reflected the light of the opening. Talenalat raised one dart before himself and inspected it. And then he dropped both darts and sat back down on his bed. His strange, unchanging mantra started over again, muttering. Amarim felt a chill run down his spine, but when he returned to the Herald, he could not get the man to respond. With effort, he made the herald rise again and ushered him to the coach. Yeah. This is a interesting little scene. It's kind of it's a little quirky. Mm-hmm. It's it's a failed assassination attempt. Right. Um It's a jailbreak. You know, it's a it's a jailbreak. Um I'm not sure I love it. Can't say I love it. I think that it's um, necessarily I, but I think I like the fact that Amaram really believes this guy is Talenalat, Ellen. Yeah. So the fact that Sanderson showed us this makes mm-hmm. us maybe believe even more that this crazy man might yeah. be more than just a mad loony. You know what I mean? He might just be more than a madman raving crazy stuff. He, yeah. he, maybe mm-hmm. he is the Herald of War. What I kind of... <sighs> So when I think of, of, uh, the heralds, mm-hmm. I like to think, I, sorry, I like to think of something good. I like to think that. Right. So that's, as a first time reader, that's really what's occupying my, my mental thoughts with regards to the heralds mm-hmm. is, are they good? Are they a force for good? Are they something that can be just like so many things in this series is it just like something else that can be um misused well you have you have 
I mean, if we are to believe that this madman is uh, the Herald of War, that's one mm-hmm. that you've met. Right. And it seems like we're about to meet a second one here. You mean with Zeth and with uh, Darkness? Yeah. Yeah. This was a huge surprise for me. We do get a POV change, and it starts with Zeth opened his eyes, and that's what I was going to journal. I was going to be like, Zeth opened his eyes? What? What? (laughs) Open your eyes, Shelby. Isn't that from... uh, I mean... Open your uh, eyes. My wife quotes that all the time. I, um... I didn't expect that the Zeth thing would come in this book. Yeah. After, after he, you know, disappeared, mm-hmm. but perhaps maybe I should have, or I should have expected, if not Zeth, then Esh and I. Right. Because those were two characters that were not really quite dealt with. Now it's, I'm so fascinated by the fact that when you read this in the text, it was more like, no, done and done. Yeah, severed the spine. Zeth. Yeah. But it's not yeah, really... Severed the sp- see, I, I, in, in my book here, I have Zeth opening uh-huh. his eyes as well. So he's alive in my book. Oh, okay, The difference you? between okay, that's them isn't what happens to Zeth. It's what happens to Kaladin in that moment. Kaladin, yeah. His choice right. to go for yep. the kill or to have mercy and not go for the right out kill. Right. Right? It has to do with Kaladin's choice as opposed to Zeth's fate. Yeah. So. I love it. It makes me want to own both copies. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, Zeth opens his eyes. He closes them again. No, I died. I died, he says. He felt the rock beneath him. Blasphemy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. I really do. We get a, I love we get any a tiny re- little bit of explanation with the whole stone thing in a little bit. Um, Nail says something that it, Anything that reinforces the characters. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. Um, why am I not dead? He whispers. I released my bond of the shard blade. I fell into the storm without lashings. Why didn't I die? Oh, that's different. You. Oh, that's different. I that's have, different from your text? I have, why am I not mm-hmm. dead, he whispered. The shard blade pierced me. I fell. Why didn't I die? Weird. So he had to rewrite it a little bit because he dropped yeah. the sword and like the, do you know what right. I mean? Like the way yeah, that yeah, he, he died to... was different. So mm-hmm. he had to rewrite it a little bit. It was bit. different. Yeah. yeah, of course. Well, a voice says you did die. Zeth opens his eyes. He lay on an empty rock expanse, his clothing a wet mess. He thinks, the Frostlands? He felt cold, despite the heat of the sun. Now, I do have to point out that if he's right about the Frostlands, I'm not sure if we get where he is. I'm not sure if we get he, a confirmation of no, that. There's but no if, confirmation, but he thinks he's in the Frostlands. Isn't that where Yasna died? Um, she, uh, she died off the coast of the Frostlands. Yeah. In the water, yeah. right? So yeah, it's close. I'm just saying. It's close. Because what we're about to find out here is a big deal for me. That, um, people can come back from the dead? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a thing I've been talking about, wondering about in this world, in Rashar. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? Yep. A man stood before him wearing a crisp black and silver uniform. Dark brown skin like a man from the Makabaki region. A pale mark on his right cheek in the shape of a small hooked crescent. 
Mm-hmm. He held one hand behind his back, and with his other hand tucked something away into his coat pocket. A fabrile, perhaps, glowing brightly? I recognize you, Zeth says. I've seen you somewhere before. You have. Zeth struggled to rise. He asks him how. I waited until you crashed to the ground, the man said. Until you were broken and mangled. Ooh, broken. Your soul cut through, dead for certain, and then I restored you. Impossible, says Zeth. Not if it is done before the brain dies. Like a drowned man restored to life with the proper ministrations, you could be restored with the right surge binding. Oh. If I had waited seconds. The right surge binding? Is that what he says? Yeah. The right surge binding. Oh. I have. This is very Mm. interesting, these differences. You could be restored with the right fabrial. Right. With the right fabrial. Hmm. Hmm. Why change that to surge binding? I don't know. That's a good one. I think it's a reference to Shallan. Hmm. No? Maybe. Maybe. You could be restored with the right surge binding. Hmm. Or the power that she shares with... Yasna. The, the power she shares with Yasna is soul casting. Oh, sorry, soul casting. Sorry, right. my, my bad. Hmm. Well, but... Shalon can surge bind, correct? Yep. And her surges okay. are illumination and soul casting. Right. Okay. So my another one of my wild theories down the drain. Poo-poo. <laughs> Poo-poo. <laughs> if I had waited seconds longer, of course, it would have been too late. But surely you know this. Two of the blades held by your people allow regrowth. Yeah. I suspect you have already seen the, new, the newly dead restored to life. I don't okay, so that's I don't have, interesting. I don't have so that's any where of I'm that, like, bro. I don't have any of that in my book. So that is where I went, oh, the newly dead scene restored to life. I thought, well, in the aftermath of the assassination of Yasna, mm-hmm. she would have been newly Shallan, dead then. It's not like Shalon... Waited around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Well, she, Shalon left the ship. She sunk the ship, is what she did. Well, that, okay, that's, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> she left it while it was sinking. Right. <laughs> All right, let's continue. I have no hope. I have no hope. <laughs> I'm trying, but it's, uh, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. Um, okay. Who are you? Zeth says. You spend this long obeying the precepts of your people and religion, and yet you fail to recognize one of your gods. Ooh. Yeah, dude. That's interesting. My gods are the spirits of the stones, the sun and the stars, not men. Nonsense. Your people revere the spren of stone, but you do not worship them. There's that line. Gives us a little bit of an, an idea of what his religion is. The uh, mm-hmm. the stone walkers or the stone shamans, they say, your people the revere spren of- the spren of stone. And right. then the Alethi and everyone on the uh, uh, that's not here just go around walking all over the stone. Walking all over yeah, the stone. So it's, yeah, so it's really interesting. That's why it's so disrespectful, right? 
but you do not worship them. That crescent, the mark on this darkness. Mm -hmm. He recognized it, didn't he? You, Zeth, worship order, do you not? You follow the laws of your society to perfection. This attracted me, though I worry that emotion has clouded your ability to discern, your ability to judge. Judgment. Nin, he whispered, the one they called, or they call Nalan, or Nail, here, mm -hmm. the herald of justice. Some others call him Darkness. And others call him Nin. Yeah, Nin, Nalan, Nail. Actually, just in the previous POV. Mm. Right. Um, uh, Amram invokes his name. N Nalan, yeah. He yeah. says, uh, uh, but many will die. So many. Nalan said that it'll be worth the loss. So he, right. so yeah. It's great. So here we have, so Amaram is going to have a more intimate relationship, I suppose, with this Nalan. Well, he, he's just broken uh, a Talon out, and now we see that right. Nalan, Herald of Justice, is out. And remember, this guy, we've seen him several times, right? We mm -hmm. saw him kill the cobbler earlier on in this book. Right. Right? You can't escape, you can't escape what you've done. Justice must be served. Even though right. the old man did the thing 40 yeah, years before and he did it without even realizing, he didn't realize the wine that he gave to that man was poison. He just thought he was delivering wine. Right. So this guy is right. like strict about the law, right? And then he went after Lyft in the Lyft uh, interlude too. That's when she referred to him as darkness. So we, we have some familiarity with this guy. There's also one other time that he appeared. And it was in the one other time that that darkness that appeared. This nail was, yeah, nail was in the prologue of Yasna Kolin at the very beginning of this book. She walked down the hallway and saw two men talking to each other, and one of them was wearing black and silver and had a uh, had a crescent shaped scar on his face. Right on his face. Right. So that means that nail, wow. the herald of justice, was there, was there the night Gavilar died. Whoa. Yeah, dude. It's cool, That's right? That's crazy. That's really cool. Yeah. I love that. That's really great. Um, okay. Well, in addition to things that are great is uh, <laughs> the fact that Mr. Sanderson has found a way to include the Nine Inch Nails into the- I uh, thought the same thing. Actually, I wrote uh, that in my notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So Nin nodded. Why save me, says Zeth? Is my torment not enough? Those words are foolishness, Nin says, unbecoming of one who would study beneath me. I don't want to study, Zeth says. I want to be dead. Is that it, truly? Truly that is what you wish most? I will give it to you, if it is your honest desire. Zeth squeezed his eyes shut. The screams awaited him in that darkness, the screams of those he had killed. <laughs> I was not wrong, he thought. I was never truthless. No, Zeth whispers. The Voidbringers have returned. I was right, and my people, they were wrong. You were banished by petty men with no vision. I will teach you the path of one uncorrupted by sentiment. You will bring this back to your people, and you will carry with you justice for the leaders of the Shin. Zeth opened his eyes and looked up. I am not worthy. So Nail's telling him here, I'm going to teach you 
how to be a, a skybreaker pretty much they say it in a little bit here yeah a skybreaker you're, i'm yeah. going to teach you how to be a skybreaker and you're going to bring this by sentiment. yeah you're going to bring this back to your people and you will carry with you justice for the leaders of the shin the people who made you believe you were truthless who are really right. the ones who ne didn't listen to him when he said the Voidbringers were coming back? Right. And you're going to go and dole justice out. Fuck me, right. dude. That's that's intense. It's intense. Nin cocked his head because Zeth says, I am not worthy. You, not worthy? I watched you destroy yourself in the name of the Order. Watched you obey your personal code when others would have fled or crumbled. Zeth, son, Naturo, I watched you keep your word with perfection. Zeth, son, Naturo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Zeth, son, son, Valano. Yeah. Son, son mm -hmm. would mean yeah. that his grandfather was Valano and that his father right. is Naturo. Is Naturo. I watched you keep your word with perfection. This is a thing lost to most people. It is the only genuine beauty in the world. I doubt I have ever found a man more worthy of the Skybreakers than you. <laughs> the Skybreakers? But that was an order of the Knights Radiant. Zeth whispers, I have destroyed myself. You did, and you died. Your bond to your blade severed all ties, both spiritual and physical, undone. You are reborn. Come along. It is time to visit your people. Your training begins immediately. Nin began to walk away, revealing that the thing he held behind his back was a sheathed sword. You are reborn. Could Zeth be reborn? Could he make the screams and the shadows go away? And he, then he remembers Kaladin's words. Mm -hmm. You're a coward, the Radiant had said, the man who owned the winds. A small piece of Zeth thought it was true. But Nin offered more, something different. This offering from Nin, it really, it kind of feels like the Emperor in Star Wars a little bit. Mm -hmm. I will teach you, I will guide you, I will get you to you know put away these sentiments you're making that like you, a bad deal here yeah i can't help but th like this but is I, I, th I think this is a bad this is this doesn't seem good mm -hmm. which uh, but perhaps that's where it's an error like perhaps these heralds yeah but with the cobbler i'm glad you brought up the cobbler because i that really disturbed me mm -hmm. yeah that's a disturbing little story right I think that's I think that's evidence enough that the heralds I don't think it's good. They're not what they're all cracked up to be. I don't you think know, it's good. These heralds they're not all that great. <laughs> oh my gosh, 20 heralds agree. <laughs> that that was a uh, you know the 20 helens uh, from kids in the hall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't get it at first. <laughs> That's a very obscure Canadian yeah, joke. 20 Helens Agree. If you want to look up 20 Helens Agree on uh, YouTube uh, by the kids in the hall, then you'll, then you'll understand. 20 Heralds Agree. You are right. My people have the other honor blades and have kept them safe for millennia. If I am to bring judgment to them, I will face enemies with shards and with power. 
That is not a problem, Nin says. I have brought a replacement shard blade for you. One that is a perfect match for your task and temperament. He had not seen a sword with a metal sheath before. And who sheathed a shard blade? And the blade itself, was it black? An inch of it had emerged from the sheath as it was thrown and slid on the rocks. Zeth swore that he could see a trail of black smoke coming off of the metal, like stormlight, only dark. Hello, a cheerful voice said in his mind. Would you like to destroy some evil today? Yeah, buddy! Dude, I don't know I... It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get any explanation, like a, you don't get any anything, just this, like, random yeah. sword that, um... A cheerful voice says, I don't know, dude, it, it was, it's like, it's like, um... A sentient weapon? A sentient weapon, yes. It makes me think of, also, like, a, 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 like, a sword in D&D or something that talks to you. I think this is, like, uh badass like biker gang still coming up coming up here maybe i love that it's black <laughs> the blade is black itself it's got trails of smoke leading off like smoke coming off of but it. only dark yeah, yeah it's really cool dude it's really cool but again that chapter whoa like how much more is sanderson going to give us before this is out like i too I literally two more chapters. <laughs> that's two it. more yeah. chapters. That's it could be quantified. It it's one chapter, one epilogue. <sighs> I'm dying. So what's dude. your highlight? What's your highlight for all this? Um, I think what we had uh, landed on earlier with regards to Shalon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it now? Mine. Maybe it's maybe it's the same as mine. Mine is when Murray says, "You owe me a debt." A broken soulcaster, and you are one. That's and you are. That's one, my yeah. highlight. That is fucking yeah. beautifully written. Yeah, it's really, really great. No, th- th- there was another one that we'd mentioned earlier that was really good. She had been found out. No longer a child who gets to hide. Right, that's a good one too. Yeah. Oh, and I like this. I liked her. Th- her thought here. How many more of my lies? Hold me back mm-hmm. from the things that I could accomplish. Yeah, and then she says she needed those lies. You know what? That is such a... Talk about finding truth. Yeah. That alone, that question. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a deep question. I'm, I'm listening to... I'm watching on Netflix this uh, quick documentary, this mm-hmm. four-part documentary about um, mm-hmm. um, LSD and psilocybin and uh, all these like different like, you know, mind awakening drugs. And that's one of the things mm-hmm. they say in there is that, you know, like you, you lie to yourself, you create these walls and you lie to yourself. And when you take these psychedelic drugs, it breaks all that shit mm-hmm. away and you're like, oh, fuck, like, check me out. <laughs> this is who I really am. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, what a great, great chapter. Um Wonderful chapter, mm-hmm. though. I didn't get an alternate title. Um, you know, though, I like that Seth's, uh, sorry, that Seth is thinking about Caliban. Yeah. You are a coward. Mm-hmm. Like his word matters. Like, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's really yeah. great. Um, but I think, I think in terms of a turnaround with a redemption arc on, uh, on Zeth, I don't know. I, He's being given the opportunity to deliver judgment justice. on a scale and a level. Not even well, judgment, judgment, just justice. Well, it's, it's justice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. 
given given the type of justice that came upon the cobbler yeah like how much of that he is has really an opportunity justice? here to like to you know be reborn and be a different person but i don't know this nail guy doesn't sound uh, nin or whatever doesn't does not sound nin, on the up and up yeah we already have like three characters we like that are associated with him and none of them liked him so mm-hmm. i don't know it's pretty shitty yeah, I don't know. Um, I a great a great chapter. Wonderful things to talk about. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, so let, let's do this quickly here. We're at the end of the episode. We're sure. this this, this yeah. episode's gonna be a three hour episode, bro. It's gonna be like the longest one we've ever done. Whoa, yeah. that's a big it one. Is. I'm gonna have to cut some, but like okay. like us talking about how long the episode that's gonna get cut out. Um, that's gonna get cut so, out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's uh, talk I about our, leave um, that in. You gotta leave that. I in. will. I will. Um, let's <laughs> talk about our info dump. Um, thanks again for to Buzzkill Joe for doing a lot of work today. Buzzkill Joe. Um, he um, he got uh, our, our stuff just under the wire, and I really appreciate it. Um, so mm-hmm. we can talk about um, uh, Chalinko, which is Lopin's uncle. I really like that uh, that character when he pops mm-hmm. his head in. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Rod is one of Lopin's cousins that ended up getting killed by the Parshendi. The one that got killed, Br- yeah. And we, we, we made a joke that he, all he said was, Bridge 4! Bridge 4! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we already talked about how uh, the um, use of strange eye drops, which we first were introduced by, right. uh, by Tin. Yep. Changed the color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the big things that happened in that first chapter was Lopin being able to harness Stormlight, which was amazing. Um, one of the main things we kind of learned here is that Shardblades are dead spren. Right? Right. The the Shardblades that other people use, non-Radiance use, are dead spren from a long time ago. And they live again right. a little bit when someone summons them into the, the physical world. Um, sinking a heartbeat to, to that essence. So that's really, really neat. Right. We're not really sure what that means for the future, but it's really freaking cool. Um, honor blades are kind of brought up here. Honor blades are what shard blades and spren, what they tried to do when honor gave the, these to the heralds, the spren tried to emulate what these shard blades could do, which was give people powers, which is really, really cool. Um, little Herdaz is a little area of Sabariel's camp, which we both really liked. That was really cool. Um, and then, um, Urethiro seems to be somewhere near Tubela or maybe Imul. So we kind of get a little bit of a location here where it might be in Roshar, which is really, really neat. Um, the next little bit for the, the next chapter isn't very long. Um, we get a black shard blade at the end here, which is really freaking cool. Black shard blade. Um, Pama is Amram's carriage driver, probably one of his scribes as well. Um, we have several names here for this character we knew before as Darkness, Nin, Nalan, Nail, the Herald of Justice. Um, it seems that, um, um, Yatil is back. Um, she's the one who seemed to be maybe the one who uh, tried to assassinate Amaram. Um, and then we also get the name Ristaris, which is seemingly Ristaris bossed. So that's really cool. Amaram's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we get, uh, the Skybreakers and, uh, there seems to be some kind of surge that maybe can bring people back from life. In my book, it would have been a Fabriel. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for the, um, info dump. All right. So, uh, first, before we end the show here, I'd like to uh, give a shout out to, 
all the sprint heads out there, everyone listening. Thank you so much for, mm-hmm. you know, this is the Sander Lanch we're in right now. And so we've been putting out, you know, two episodes a week, which is a lot of content to get through, but people are, you know, seemingly finding time to get through it. This, this three hour mega episode here is going to be something that people will be able to really bite into <laughs> and get into. So we're, uh, we're really excited for, for, for where the show's heading and for, um, everyone listening. We, we really, really, really appreciate it. Um, I also want to give a big shout out to the Patreon team just to kind of give um, an idea here. We have a collection of people who have decided that they like the show enough to come and support us and it, the um, the response in the last couple of weeks has been absolutely overwhelming. We are so humbled that people, you know, are are flocking to us, and uh, we just want to, you know, quickly give a shout out to all those people. Um, we are one away from a hundred patrons wow. so this is like we're on wow. the verge here this is i mean i couldn't have even imagine this when we first started this uh, all no, those years ago so of course not no. um so yeah quick shout out it's to amazing. um Shaniti and james wallace uh, michael Colling, grant hoffmeister yurian chloe lewis kyle wilson tony hernandez jesus orocho um oh i can't forget about sarah marshall Did you see what i did there one of our patrons is Sarah Marshall, and I was saying I was forgetting Sarah Marshall. Hey-o! Um, <laughs> Dark Moon Nightness, uh, Milan Radnovich, Genevieve Blanc, Zachary Lindo, Brian Taylor, Dana Gustafson, Jesse Fay, Cannoli, also known as Liddy Z. Hey, Liddy. Um, Jaden Guerra, Ryan Phillips, Savotka Art, Sarah Sarah six seven seven Sarah Slagle C Carr Tom Gonzalez Mark Pinto Jordo Maria Verum Lawrence Bradley Cody Logan Jonathan Whittington Tommy Turpin Itzazer Julia Peeble Justin Elliott Laura Kevin Friday Riley Donlin Chris Whaley Omni Orcus, Alec Guerin, James Johnson, Andrew Woods, James M, Valkov Marin, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Christopher Bagley, Megan Lloyd, Richard Featherson, Ilya Serden, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver, uh, uh, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S., Pac-Man in Idaho, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P., Joseph Bruno, Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Willman, J- Christopher Jack, Ratman, P. Flume, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Wick, Joseph Mingoya, Alec DeFour, Daniel Wyden, Werewolf Will, I'm losing my voice, John M., Jake DeFeo, <laughs> Robert Goebel, my mom, Sue, Ari Zhu, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Morisami, Christian Pappy, no, 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 Jack's wife, Linda, and everyone say it with us. Our best friend, Mike. Mikey. So thank you, everyone who's part of the Patreon team. We really appreciate it. We, it's, it is absolutely overwhelming that you uh, like the show enough to be able to do this. So we really appreciate it, and we will try to be um, worthy of your support. Um, if you want to reach out, or if you want to be part of that Patreon team, you can do so at patreon.com slash heroes of. If you want to reach out to us and uh, drop us a line, uh, you can do so at heroesofcathra at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at heroes of one. You can reach out on, on Instagram at the storm pod and uh, try to find us on Reddit too. We got a subreddit on there. So try to find us on there too. So um, 
everyone, thank you so much. We've only got one. We only got two episodes left this season. That's two chapters to read. One chapter, one live read epilogue. And then we're going to do a little quick um, episode where we're going to do a roundup or we're going to talk about um, the mm-hmm. whole season on a, on a whole. And then I think we're going to have our uh, our buddy Joel Hayes on to talk about uh, theories and predictions again. Mm-hmm. I think everyone liked that last year. So that's going to be good. Yeah, so everyone, thank you very much for listening. We love you very much. Till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of... Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra. I like what you said last time when mm. like last ep- a cha- a chapter, when you were like, you know, they escaped danger only to mm. come to a place that's unfamiliar without any resources mm. and right. complete darkness. Like right. the, the place they got to might be as dangerous as where they left and they don't even know yet. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. It's like into the, what's is. the, it's what's the saying into the, out of the frying pan, into the, into the unknown. Into the unknown. Is that what you were? Were you just quoting? I was trying to quote like a like a, a famous quote, and then you were trying to quote Frozen Two. Is that what you were just Frozen doing? Frozen Two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, I, I think we we have to try to get as much. I do. Little... I do like me some Frozen Two. We just watched it. So. I do too. I think I might like it better than Number One. I think so too. I think so too. I think the songs are better. Hmm. Um, that's a whole, that's a whole other, that's a, um, that's a, that's, that that's take, join us for that could our take years. heroes of that could presents take years to decide heroes of presents princesses <laughs> when we review all the princess movies from Disney. Oh, yeah. I had a long sidebar. I had a really long conversation with the kids the other day. They were watching yeah. a snow white and snow white is like laying in her glass coffin in the woods mm-hmm. and my little one like looks at me and she says something like daddy this is strange i'm like yeah it's very strange let's talk about this so i like pause the show <laughs> pause the movie and i'm like there's a huge difference between cinderella sleeping beauty snow white era portrayal of princesses and you know women all together in these movies and i'm like yeah. I, maybe i got a little too deep for my two little kids but i'm like there's a huge difference between these characters and moana and i said literally right. the hero right. of the story is laying helpless at the end and needs a prince to come and save her <laughs> and at the end right. of moana she's like i don't need the god I am Moana. I'm going to do yeah. it myself. I'm like, there's right. a huge difference between these two portrayals. And m- my oldest one said, it's because Moana kicks ass. I'm like, hey, whoa. <laughs> stop right there. Yeah, stop well, right there. I, I figured- her question probably should should have started with, why is, why is Snow White in the display case at the bakery? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> <laughs> is she supposed to be like a human croissant or something uh, like she, she's a human. She's an eclair. She's a tart. She, she's she, a tart. Oh, she's just a tart. Um Okay. Okay, yeah. okay sorry. Um sorry everyone. Let's uh, let's let's rein this back in. Okay. Uh tangent there guys, yeah. but uh, more more coming uh, on on Disney princesses apparently yeah. from the Stormpot. Yeah, look forward to um, it.